But majority of my life, I've done things that I love to do. And I love to just kind of surround myself with animals and be positive. And I've been all over the world doing amazing animal adventures. And so I've lived a really good life. But, you know, my son said this, his name is Noah. You know, he said, you know, dad, I don't want the adventure to stop. He said, you're the leader of that adventure. He said, I want to do it with you. Of course, I said, you know, that may not be able to happen, but we can make sure that we're we're going to set that up for you so that you can do it. And maybe my wife as well, you know, if, if the worst happens happens and, and I, I, I'm not here is for him to take over the vlog and, and for him to travel and adventure and, and learn the things that, that I've learned my whole life. And I've been so blessed with millions and millions of followers. It would be a wasted opportunity for me to not use my platform to help others. If I can bring a little bit of light or a little ray of hope to those people that are fighting alone, then I've got to do it. It's another purpose. It's another part to finish my legacy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today's guest, Brian Barsic, is a GoBundance member, a big-time YouTuber, millions and millions of subscribers on YouTube, and even more millions across all of his social media channels. And he is into something I'm not, which is snakes, exotic reptiles, animals, spiders, and everything else. But his, his channel and his content is wildly entertaining, so you got to check it out. Brian Barsic uh, is the name of the channel. At the same time, Brian recently uh, got some very, very heavy news about his health, uh, you know, related to pancreatic cancer. Um, I believe you would call it late stage inoperable at this point. Um, and he is uh, he is working through that. So he and I talked about him coming on and talking about his story, uh, what he's got going on and um, kind of what the future holds for him. So, Brian, man, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you guys uh, so much. You know, you don't even understand how much GoBundance has helped me with just mentoring and, and um, you know, uh, support. You know, I think that uh, it, it's it's such a great thing because we could talk freely and, and, and there's no pity. There's no any of that. It's just like, um, it, it's just, it's great. You know, I, I obviously I joined last year and I, I, I will continue to be a part of this as long as I'm on this earth. And, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, like, like you mentioned, some, some troubling news uh, came out and um, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting thing, right? Because my life I'd say in the last like three years is when like I finally felt like I figured it out. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. we all kind of struggle through life. You know, I mean, I've always had like one mission and that mission was to get people to love animals, you know, and that's been that way since I was a teenager. I've never done anything else with my life, but this, but, the, but, you know, you kind of struggle through like, does this work? Does that work? You know, some things work, some things don't work. We've had great years. We've had terrible years, um, you know, both financially and personally, but, uh, but the last few years, it seems like I figured it out, right? It's like, you know, everything was clicking, you know, on all cylinders and so many opportunities and the, and the future was so bright, you know, and uh, so it, it was difficult to get the news uh, and just to back up to, to so you, you, you know, everyone that's listening understands yeah. uh, about six weeks ago or so, you know, I was feel I'm feeling fine. And I just had a little bit of back pain, you know, like, but it did not like, like muscle back pain, more like internal back pain like like maybe kidneys or something middle like of the that. back kind of like yeah, middle, middle low back you know like where your kidneys would be basically yeah. and i was getting some of that so i initially thought like hey it's probably you know kidney stone or something like that so went to my doctor then went to a urologist 
and then ultimately went to the hospital to get a CT scan and um, it, it fully expecting, even when the doctors were, they were fully expecting just to see a kidney stone in my kidneys. And, and, and I'll never forget the moment. Obviously it was, it was the life-changing moment that the doctor came out and said, uh, you know, Hey, your kidneys are clear. Um, but unfortunately we see a mass in your pancreas. And so we're going to admit you to the hospital and, and run a whole bunch more tests. I then spent four days in the hospital running tests uh, and ultimately got diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer, um, which is, is, you know, listen, you know, there's no cancer you want. Right. But, uh, sure. but this is one of the ones you definitely don't want. And then, then to make matters even worse over the coming weeks, uh, um, I got the news that it was inoperable. And, uh, and so basically, you know, we're gearing up for treatment here over the next, you know, couple of weeks, I start treatment and, uh, and it's, it's basically like the treatment is, is to extend life as long as possible. Uh, but, but it's not a cure, right. You know, so uh, when you say extend life as long as possible, what is that duration? Have they given you a time frame? Uh, I mean, no one knows. It depends on how you react to treatment, but, but, you know, probably 12 to 18 months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what's yeah. the chances? What are the chances? If, if yeah, I'm sure you've talked about this, like what are the chances, at least from the doctor's perspective of a recovery? You know, the, I know you're going to go through chemo shrink, remove, you know, what, I mean, you mentioned it's inoperable, so I, maybe not, but what is the chances that, is there a chance of recovery? Is there even a sliver of a chance? I mean, I think there's always a sliver, but the doctors don't believe so, right? The doctors wow. don't believe that there's a, a chance for recovery. Um, because of the tumor being encased in blood cell or blood uh, veins and, and, and arteries, um, even if the tumor shrinks exponentially, um, most likely will not be able to be operable. You know, uh, even even if the chemo works and we get a sixty percent shrinkage or something like that, probably still won't be able to get to the tumor. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the, the the idea is, and I don't want this this podcast to be a bummer. I mean, we got lots to no. talk about. about yeah, lot we will. Yep. But uh, but I want people to know where I stand. Um, but, uh, um, you know, what they're hoping is that I can tolerate the treatment and that, uh, it's, it's not, doesn't completely destroy my life, uh, which I hope it doesn't because you want some quality of life, obviously in the last, you know, months of your life. And, um, and, and then hopefully the tumor will shrink enough to take away the pain, you know? So, so if, if I can tolerate chemo and, and it shrinks the tumor enough to take away the pain, at least I'll be pain-free for a while. And, uh, and, and, and then hopefully, um, you know, the chemo won't be too terribly bad and I'll have some quality of life to, to spend with family and achieve the dreams that I want to achieve over the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. And, and, um, and then you never know, you know, I, we all know most of the people in go abundance are one percenters, you know, and, and, yeah. um, and, 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 and although I don't even know if they give me a 1% chance, um, anything can happen, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. And although, you know, it, yeah, I think anyone in my position goes down those dark, dark thoughts, you of know, course, uh, of course. But, uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, I'm trying to make the best of it, trying to stay as positive as I can. Um, and, and, you know, we just take it a day at a time, you know, that's what yeah. it is. But, but I think that, you know, also what I know we'll talk about purpose. I think purpose is going to be a part, a large part of my yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a big piece. I want, I want, I want to. I mean, the question that's going to come up in a moment here is, you know, uh, well, we'll we'll get into what you're doing now, why you're doing this, but I want it like the fluidity of where you are right now. So you you said in the last six weeks, and we've been talking. You've gone from 
back pain to, you know, these, this, this mass to yes, this pancreatic cancer to, okay, we have a treatment plan to, oh, actually new scan upper lungs, no treatment. I mean, we have a treatment plan, but there's, you know, it's, you mentioned it's inoperable and the, and the, the, that was sort of the, the gut punch, right? That last one. And this was a week yeah. ago. So now you're starting, you're on this, it's March 21st as we record, we're talking, when does chemo start? So I kind of been pushing it off. I, I don't know if it's the smartest thing, but uh, 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 I get a what they call a port put in, you know, which is what it's basically like a, an IV that will be in you permanently. You know, that way they don't have to find a vein every single time you do chemo or take blood or whatever the case is. That goes in next Monday. And then uh, the following Tuesday is when I start chemo. They wanted to go a little bit earlier, but- uh, Why put I, it off? Why put it off? Uh, for me, it was, I wanted- a couple last weeks of as much normalcy as I could get. And, uh, uh, we're like, we're, we're going tomorrow as a matter of fact, we're, you know, myself, my wife, my son, um, and his girlfriend are going to, to a couple zoos, you know, we're going to spend like a two day trip to some zoos, uh, just, you know, get away, try to get our mind off it, have that last like normal trip. And then, uh, and then we're going to this weekend head to Grand Rapids, uh, where, where we have a place where my daughter lives and my grandson, and we're going to spend the weekend there. So we want to just do some normal things, uh, because we don't know how, uh, we'll react to the, the, to the treatment, right? It's, it's a very heavy treatment. Uh, it's, yeah. it's called, uh, uh, for Furinex. And it's uh, it's about the heaviest chemo you can be on, and um, and, and and you know, listen. My hopes are, and I've talked to a couple of people that have been on this medication, is that it's every two weeks. It's, so it's not like a every week or whatever. It's every two weeks, and and my hopes are is that, and what they hope, of course, is that I'll probably get my butt handed to me for four or five days, yeah. and then hopefully I will slowly get better and maybe have five or six days of almost normalcy, uh, before I have to do it all over again, you know, and, uh, and, and, and then, so hopefully we'll have some normalcy, but we don't know. Some people are sick the entire two weeks and, and, and can barely do anything. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that I tolerate it. Well, they say the fact that I'm, you know, young and and, in good shape, that there's a better chance of me tolerating. Well, I think he gave me about a a two out of three chance of tolerating it. Well, um, Mm -hmm. so there might be some quality of life still there at times. Um, but, uh, but, but, you know, we're going to take the last two weeks before we get going. What's the timeline if you opted not to do this? You're talking 12 to 18 months with chemo. Was there, was there a consideration of not doing anything and just living it out? Yeah. I think that, you know, everyone has to, you know, think about that. Right. You know, and, 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 and when I was sitting in the doctor's office, uh, uh, his name is Dr. Kwan. He was a, a, a surgeon, MD Anderson trained surgeon, um, you know, best in the country as far as cancer, uh, uh, treatment. And, uh, and he told me, you know, the, the tumor was encased with, with veins and that could not be operated. Uh, we had a talk, me and him had a talk about, you know, what would you do? Would you walk away? And I think it was an interesting thing because he said, uh, if I were you, I might walk away and just live it out. He said, with that said, he said, I have a couple kids, blah, 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 blah. You know, he had a couple kids and he said him and his wife had talked about it. And, and he said, I would, I would do the treatment to, to extend life. He said, extend mm-hmm. life. So he said probably six months if I didn't do treatment. 
six months without. So you get to extend six months to a year, maybe more, uh, yeah, depending maybe on more. how you tolerate treatment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So is, is this is just on the topic of pain? Is this is it is it preventable? Like I, pancreatic cancer seems like one of those things that just it comes up when when only when you feel pain, and at that point, often it's it's too late. Is there a way? Have you learned? I don't know if that's that question come up. Like, how could I have prevented this? Is there a way to for anybody like to learn from this? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, unless you get a, a, a scan, you know, which which some people do, you know, some people get a yearly scan. Uh, I, I think a lot of insurance probably wouldn't cover it, but sure. but you know, you could, and certainly if you know, this is probably going on for five six years. You know, if if four years ago. I would have went in for a kidney scan, let's say, and 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 they would have saw it. It would have probably been a completely different situation. I would have been, probably been stage one and you know operable and 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 probably with a relatively decent success rate. Um, but yeah, that's why they call it the silent cancer, is because you know it, it, it there's no there's no you know there there are other you know like people can get treated you know or tested for for colon cancer, you know prostate cancer, all kinds of stuff, uh, just through simple blood tests. Uh, this one you can't. There's nothing that. There's no test at this moment that would uh, give that that ability to know if you have it or don't have it or prevent it. And um, and it's weird because you know I don't have any history of cancer in my family at all. Uh, I'm like I said, a very healthy guy. Other than this, uh, never really had health issues my entire life. So it was a, definitely a gut punch. And um, but you know, like I said, now now I've got to you know pivot to. What am I going to do with those last 12 or 18 months? You know, like, how am I going to spend it? I mean, obviously family, friends are, are, you know, the utmost important, but, but also legacy. uh, And also, you know, very quickly you shift your focus to uh, how do I make sure my family is going to be okay without me? You know, like, how do I make sure that I make the decisions that they can, you know, because listen, we have several businesses, I think 12 businesses total, most of which are smaller businesses, but three pretty major businesses that are all, you know, decent businesses. Um, but, you know, I am the lead on all of them, right? You know, I'm the guy that makes decisions. I'm the guy that, you know, steers the ship. My social helps, you know, that the 15 million followers plus we have helps tremendous fun. So like, how do you shift to, to somehow, make sure that your family is okay without is you that there. is that the i mean i hate to i i want to i want to move on to legacy and purpose because you've got you've got no, some no, incredible no, things you want to do but but i, I mean I, i'm just curious from from a standpoint of the situation that you're in because you're you know i, I don't I, I feel like i'm spiking the football on this but you're you're living the situation most of and all of us fear right that that yeah. something like this is going to come up and oh my god right you know like you said you're in your you're in your prime both age-wise, both, you know, family-wise and also in in your prime as far as the last three years have been so like aligned, like, man, we, we, we've hit it exactly where I want to be, the lane I want to be. And I know how much you love creating content. Like you talk yeah. about it. You gave us three sessions. In fact, you gave Emerge a session the day you were diagnosed. You still came in and talked to Emerge. Like that's how passionate you are about what you do. Yeah. But is it is it fear for the family? Is it the the sense of loss of what you have as for you, what, what what is it that you mentioned about you know you want to secure your family it, like where is the focus at this it, when you're when you get the diagnosis that you do is it is it woe is me a bit more pity like oh my god why me or is it I, I gotta I gotta make sure my family is taken care of and then I spend every waking hour I can with them like is it about the family is it about you 
I don't know if that makes sense, but you no, know, it does make sense. I think the first day uh, I cried a lot. You know, I felt sorry for myself a lot. Um, and I'm not going to say that I haven't had that feeling come and go over the last few weeks, uh, but but mainly, um, much like most of the people listening to this, we're entrepreneurial, we're, we're problem solvers, we're you know, we're we need to have purpose. So you know, like the first thing that happened was I went from woe is me to okay, I need to find the best doctors yeah. and how do I do this? You know, and, and, and I reached out to U of M and Henry Ford and at the time, MD, MD Anderson, unfortunately I found out later that I couldn't be treated at MD Anderson because my insurance would only cover in-state, uh, which I have blue cross blue shield. I mean, it's a good, good thing, but you know, who would have thought that you needed to pay extra to get treated out of state, you yeah, know? Okay. Right. And, and uh, but, but the good news is, is that Michigan has a tremendous, a community for 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 cancer and um and and, and as it, you know I've I've went to a few different places now to get uh, different opinions they've all came back with the exact same opinion um and 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 so I've decided to go with Henry Ford uh so I think that that you know because it's a little bit closer I actually have a cousin that works on the oncology ward there so so when I've been there it's a very nice facility and they they treat me like family there because of my cousin Nikki and uh and and, and it's so I think I'll be the most comfortable there but um but my point is is that you know you go from like woe is me to problem solving how can I get the best doctors best treatment the best options best chance um and then after that you know as the news kind of rolls in you know the, the shift goes to, uh, okay, uh, I, I'm not giving up at all, right? You know, like first thing is, is that, you know, I know that there's a chance, albeit very, very, very slim, that uh, that I might survive. Yeah. But but it does happen. You know, I mean, it's a it's a long, long, long shot, maybe one in a thousand. But the other thing is, is that you know those odds of twelve to eighteen months. You know, those are odds of, you know, people that aren't as young, aren't as healthy. Those are odds of people that may have caught it where, you know, it hasn't spread throughout my body right now, which is really good. Um, you know, it, it's, it's basically stayed localized, just uh, inoperable. Um, so, so then the focus does shift to, I've got to make sure my son understands how to help and take over the business and help his mother uh, who runs the business with me, the businesses with me, uh, even the social side, you know, my son is in almost every video uh, as well as some of my other crew. Um, obviously there's going to be times where I'm not going to be in the video over the short term because of treatment and potentially long form or long term. I may not be in the videos at all, obviously, because I might be gone. And, uh, and so like, how do you transition so that the social still there, it still creates revenue. It still creates drive to everything. Thing, but also, um, you know, it doesn't feel inauthentic and in, not genuine, yeah. this transition. So, so we've talked, to, I mean, we, you know, we, you know, my team, my, my family have had unbelievably candid talks, right. You know, like, like, I don't want to candy coat this and, and, and pretend, like I said, I'm not giving up hope, but I realize that I have to prepare for the future. And, and that preparing is, is doing everything I can do to make sure that my family is, uh, is uh is set you know when i'm gone and yep. that they can handle things and so yeah that's where it is so so i try very little woe is me uh i mean there's times where i'm like wow this is a nightmare like yeah, i can't yeah, believe yeah. that this sure. is like i can't believe this is that it's almost like i feel like i'm going to wake up and it's it's yeah. all going to be a dream uh but uh but it's not and 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 so yeah you shift to that wow um okay 
one last question on this, then I want to talk about, uh, I, I'm really curious why you're still creating content. We'll get into, we'll get into that, but, um, on the, on the topic of, uh, doing all you can, um, and I, I think I saw you speak to this in one of your, in one of your blogs. Um, but you know, uh, options like naturopath, uh, uh, diet modification, like, is that something that is in conjunction with that you're looking at doing? Like, I'm just kind of curious, I mean, chemo makes sense. And you're going to go through, like you said, you're going to go through some really, really trying times, but thankfully you're a healthy guy and hopefully you can have that five or six day bounce back. But are there, are there, have you been convinced in any way of other options that may not be traditional that you can use to either supplement or replace some level of treatment to potentially make that slim chance a little bit broader? I mean, absolutely. You know, I think uh, I'm doing a lot of different things right now. And and again, you know, will that help? I don't know, but it's not going to hurt. Right. So, you know, first thing, like you said, diet is, is, you know, was the immediate thing that I changed tremendously. No sugars, no complex carbs, um, super clean eating, you know, because we know cancer cells feed on sugar and complex carbs. So we want to take that away as much as we can. You know, you switch to like alkaline water to try to, you know, get your, your body pH up. Um, you know, I, I do, you know, turmeric shots every morning. I do press juice. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just starting as a matter of fact this week, some oxygen training, sure. uh, you know, so, so like we, we've got an uh, ozone machine that we bought and uh, we'll do uh, ozone, you know, uh, things. So we'll not only oxygen, Jade, our, our water, but we'll also uh, do like the personal sauna that you do. And as you sweat, the the, the oxygen, the ozone actually goes into your pores. Uh, because again, another thing that we know is that oxygen doesn't grow in oxygenated uh, environments. So, uh, uh, and then there's a whole bunch of other little things. Now, I will say, you know, I, I talked to a friend of mine, her name is Kathy, and she went through breast cancer. She's, you know, thankfully cancer free right now. Um, but she she was the first person I talked to outside my family because she had went through it. And she's a very good friend of mine. And she said it. And boy, was she right. She said, everyone's going to have a cure. Right. right and so right, it's right. really, really, really uh, um, overwhelming and, and everyone's doing it out of love, right? Sure. Everyone's doing it out of love, you know, but everyone has a, you got to take this seaweed capsule. You've got to do this tea. You've got to do this and this and that. And, and so there's thousands of things coming at you. I have talked with uh, uh, one of the GoBundage Natural Pass, and I'm going to be working with him as well. Um, and, and, and you know, so why, why not, right? You sure, know, why sure, not? Right. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, even if if some of these things just help me through treatment more mm-hmm. and maybe slow down the progression, uh, and then you never know, you know. I mean, I've always been a guy that's attacked everything on as many facets as I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to just take one road. Uh, you know, I, I will say that a lot of people, you know, were really trying to, even the ozone guy that I bought this, he was really trying to talk me out of chemo. He was like, you need to just go with this ozone. It's going to cure it. And I said, you know, this is the thing, dude. I said, you know, Chemo gives me longer chance of life. Yeah. I said, if I if I spend the next three months doing your ozone and then it's spread everywhere and now I only have three months to live, I'm not going to be so happy, you mm-hmm. know? So, so like, it's really easy. And I will say, interestingly enough, I, I, I was the guy that, you know, prior to said, I would probably never do chemo, mm. you know? And then you get into this position and you start thinking like, and I know we'll talk about this in a little bit, but we go talk about legacy and you talk about purpose and yeah. stuff like that. And you think like, I need time, you know, uh-huh. time to, to, to concrete that legacy. And, um, and, 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 you know, so if that's six months, 12 months, 
18 months longer than I would have without it. And you got to remember, it's not just 18 months. It's, you know, you know, a part of those months, you're, you're still going to be uh, pretty good. When they say six months, if I don't do chemo, the last three months, I'm not going to be functioning, right? right? You know, the last three months, I'm going to be- Not like all of a sudden the switch turns off, right? No, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I'm good and then all of a sudden I die. It's like, right. I mean, it's a, it's a rapid decline where, you know, I mean, the doctor, trust me, he spelled it out and it was not pretty, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was wow. uh, it was not what you wanted to hear when he said uh, how, how, how the end will come. But, uh, um, but again, you know, I mean, I, I've watched, you know, documentaries and people have sent me a lot of YouTube videos of people that have been cured that said, you know, we're giving, we're, we're actually in worst case. And I am, you know, like already have metastasized and was out throughout their entire body and they were given no chance at all. And then all of a sudden somehow they, they got through it and, and, and they did go through traditional chemo treatments and radiation and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, the miraculous happened, like, wow, we didn't expect these tumors to go away, but they did, you know? And, uh, so is it, is it possible? Sure. It's possible. And that's what I'm going to try for. But in the meantime, you know, I'm going to try to get as many months of, of positive things to, to put myself, you know, keep myself, you know, listen, the other thing, like you said, I got diagnosed, uh, about three hours before we did, did a podcast together. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And, and I have not missed a day of work yet. You know, I mean, well, I let's talk about that. Why? Like, I see that. Like, I, I'm literally, I follow your channel and we have talked and I hear, you know, you getting this, this diagnosis and then, oh my God, it's inoperable. And then like an hour later, there's a new vlog out in the same shirt that we just, like, you just yeah. filmed it. You know what I mean? Like you just are, what well, not an hour, but a few hours later, like, why, what is it that's like, part of me is saying, 18 months, two years, whatever it is, maybe you get more, but like at this point, is it not just go travel, go do things with your family, stop working, like just put it all down. What is it that's keeping you like, let's talk about purpose. Let's talk about that legacy. Like, what is it? Why do you continue to make blogs daily that are not about your cancer necessarily, right? Like you're just, you got some giant friggin' Python wrapped around your neck in a weird thing crawling on you like <laughs> why still do it as opposed to just i'm going to be fo- fully focused on the family right now you know i think that for me uh if if i walked away from my normal life i would feel like i was giving up right you know mm-hmm. and um and 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 what you have to remember about me personally is that i've done nothing but the things i've wanted to do my whole life right you know i've never worked a job that that, you know, I, I hated, I, I never, I shouldn't say that when I was younger, probably in my teens, but, but for the most part, you know, I, I, you know, the, the majority of my life, I've done things that I love to do. And I love to just kind of surround myself with animals and, and be positive and, 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 and travel. I've traveled, I have traveled the world, you know, I've seen, I've been all over the world, you know, doing amazing animal adventures and seeing sights and being in places that are amazing. And, and so I've lived a really good life, you know, much bigger, you know, much more insane life than almost anybody that I know. And, and, um, but, you know, my son said this, his name is Noah. And, uh, and, 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 you know, he said, you know, dad, I don't want the adventure to stop. You know, he said, you're, you're the, you're the leader of that adventure. He said, you, you, uh, you always know the contact to get a hold of to do this and to do that. And, and everywhere we go, we do something super amazing and super impressive. And, 
And uh, he's like, I don't want that. And so that's another purpose, right? It's like now I told him that, you know, over the next 12 to 18 months, I want to go through every contact I have and share not only with him, like the contact, but what that contact can do, whether it's a guy in, you know, Accra, Ghana, you know, at West Africa or, or South America or, or, you know, Australia, I want him to be able to keep that you know, that, that, that going. And, and the idea would be to, to, you know, if, if the worst happens and, and I, 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 I'm not here is for him to take over the vlog and, and mm-hmm. for him to travel and adventure and, and learn the things that, that I've learned my whole life and live that, you know, I don't want him to live in my shadow. He, he came to me with it. He was like, you know, I want to do this, you know? And I said, of course, and, and, and you know, it was emotional because he said, I want to do it with you. And, I, and I, of course, I said, you know, that may not be able to happen, but we can make sure that we're we're going to set that up for you so that you can do it. And maybe my wife as well, you know, like maybe the two of them can adventure around the world and and do amazing things and vlog and do all that type of stuff. And um, and so, yeah, so uh, that that's, you know, so purpose is important for me. Um, and I talked to some other survivors. Now, granted, I know that, you know, other survivors of, of maybe other more uh, uh beatable cancers are a little bit different, but, but they told me like, try to live as normal as you can for as long as you can, you know? And, and I, 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 listen, I thought a lot about it, you know, like, obviously I'm going to be tethered with treatment of, you know, every two weeks and, and, and maybe part of those weeks, but I, I hope I've told Lori this, like, let's say I tolerate really well. And, and, you know, a, a week, every other week, I feel good. And it's, it's predictable, that doesn't mean that we can't split for a week, you know what I mean? And go do yeah. something amazing and, and, and knowing that, Hey, good chances are, I'm going to feel good for this week. So let's go ahead and have, have that, that, that plan. And let's go do some things. Uh, do I think I'm going to be flying to Australia? Probably not, but, uh, but I can still do a lot of other adventures that are really great that we can do in, in the meantime, that that'll be great. So, um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and then this, then there's, you know, another thing about, let's say vlogging every day. And like you said, some days are not going to be, have a, a mention of cancer. Other days we'll talk about where we're at with it. But I think that there's also, you know, I've been so blessed with millions and millions of followers that um, I feel like there's a, it would be a wasted opportunity for me to not use my platform to help others. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Because this do. is the thing. This is the thing. I'm blessed, right? I'm blessed beyond belief. I've got a great family. I've got a great crew. I've got a great support staff. I've got millions and millions of people that follow me. And 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 they are, it's unbelievable, you know, the, the outpouring of love I get every single day. Um there are people, and I've I've come across a couple of them over the last month that are are fighting these battles alone, mm-hmm. you know? And 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 I can't imagine that battle that I'm facing now and ha- having nobody, you know, so, so I've been, you know, does it suck? Yes. But man, could it be worse? You know, sure. it could be worse. And so for me, if I can bring a little sh- you know, a little bit of light, you know, a little ray of light or a little ray of hope to those people that are fighting alone, um, then, then I've got to do it. You know, I've got to do it. It's a per- it's another purpose. It's another part to finish my legacy. Yeah. Yeah. On that, on that point, you've got, you call it a reptarium that you, Correct. that you have currently, right. But you're, you're, 
part of this legacy, and I mean, this is the part where it's like, wow, that's that's such a project, right? But you're you're com- you're you're committed to this as part of your legacy, is uh, I guess a, a larger or or a more advanced, you know, a full reptarium that you're building in in Michigan. So yeah, so so we have a, a it's called the Reptarium in Utica, Michigan. It's a, a about six thousand square foot uh, reptiles, and it's 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 a very unique uh, place because it's very hands on. You know, it's, it's very hands-on and, uh, and, and, you know, so when kids and, and families come in, they can hold giant snakes, they can hold alligators, they can hold, you know, uh, lizards, they can feed stuff. It's, it's like nothing. We created something that, you know, was no one had ever created before, right? You know, like there are a handful of reptile zoos in the country, but, you know, all the stuff is behind the glass. You know, our stuff, it all comes out, you know, and, and we've got hundreds and hundreds of animals and and almost all of them can come out. So when a family comes in and I know you're going, oh, <laughs> I'm spooked. I'm like, no, 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 they shouldn't come out. They should be behind many, many layers of glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we we, uh, we like it the other way. And, uh, uh, but it's, it's uh, you know, and not only do we take stuff out with our animal education, educators, but, um, but even like when a family comes in and they say, Hey, can I see that? We pull it out. So it's it's like per request too. Like, it's not just like, Hey, there's an animal out you can play with. It's like, Hey, can I check that out? Can I check this out? Sure. Yeah. 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 And so, so, um, but the bigger dream was always once we opened up this place, which was four and a half years ago, and it's been wildly successful, you know, we, we sell only so many tickets per week and, uh, and we're almost always sold out. I mean, like, you know, 45 of the 52 weeks of the year were sold out. And, and, and then the other few weeks were 80 to 90% sold out. So, so the dream was always to, to go bigger. Right. And, and, and what I really want to do. So you got to remember my mission is to get people like you, Jamie, to love reptiles. That's my, <laughs> that's my mission in life. And, and, and that's the only mission I've really ever had. Right. You know, in all the things I've done, it's always been the mission is to get people with, through my passion to love animals. And if people see how passionate I am about it, they may love them as well, you know, and that's, what's important to me. But, but so I, I've always been a fish guy as well. Right. So I love fish. And and so the dream was always like, Hey, let's open up a public aquarium that has a reptile zoo as well. So mm-hmm. we all know that probably there's 10 times the amount of people that'll go to a public aquarium than there is a reptile zoo. So, so just by chance, the building across the street from us, directly across the street from us, used to be a supermarket, and and then it went to like a Salvation Army for the last ten years. Uh, I would never forget. You know, this goes back about six months from now. I was standing Saturday night, open to the public. You know, standing in my my front area, and I saw across the street them put up a sign: "We're moving." And and from that moment, I was like, I literally the next morning I got on the phone call and, and I started tracking down who owned this building. And ultimately, uh, a few days later, I couldn't find the guy. And I, I called the mayor of the city up, who, who is friends of mine. The city is great. You know, they're, they, they, the mayor and the council and everybody is, is so supportive of us because we bring a lot of tourism into their city and they, they love us. And and um so uh, I called him up and he was like, yep, I know the owner. Uh, let me get you his number. I called him. His name is John. The next day he was here, he came to visit me and, and literally we made a deal over the next, you know, few weeks. It was a done deal. And, and I took over. So, so the, the, the entire build for this aquarium is, is about $5 million. Right. Wow. Um, so I I've brought on a partner that is going to be 10% owner of the company, uh, 
that is going to do the filtration that would cost about a million dollars, right? So it's about a million dollars to do the filtration. He's because he owns a company that does it, he's going to do it. He's going to cover the cost of all the materials. And then of course the labor and everything else he's going to absorb as well. And so, so that saves me a million dollars. That brings us down to $4 million right there. We already have spent about 500, a little over $500,000 on renovations like de demolition and different things like that. And, um, and, uh, and then of course this came up and right now we're halted, you know, we're on a pause because we're like, Oh, wait a second here. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the idea if we didn't pause, which has been the last three weeks we've paused, uh, and hopefully we can, you know, get going again shortly, is uh, the idea was we were going to put one total of 1.5 million of our own money in, right? Mm. Um, that That's the cash that I had set aside for it. That left my wife and me at the time, it was going to be both of us. Uh, it left us with a little bit of cash, but not a lot of cash, right? You know, I mean, it was like kind of like, hey, this will get us through if something happens, but but we're going to spend the majority of our our life savings on this. And then we had a deal with the bank that was $2.5 million that they were going to loan us uh, uh, on, on the rest of the the, the note. So, so just to be clear, so 500 is in already. You have a million more to go of your own money and then two, 2 million from uh, from the bank. 2.5 million from 2. the bank. 2.5 million from the bank, uh, right. Well, that was, so So the downside is this is where the, the trouble comes in is that, uh, uh, and I know we'll get into this as we get going. And by the way, I hope that during this podcast, we can talk about some other things too, just some fun stuff about travel. Oh, we will. We'll, we'll get and, into it. We know, got who, time. Who, who I am and all that other stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the problem is, is that of course, so we had a letter of intent from the bank for the loan. And then the actual execution of the loan was going to happen when we got the final blueprints, which are now about two weeks away. But as you can imagine, uh, the bank isn't very, uh, you know, banks are very enthusiastic to loaning to a terminal cancer patient. So how do they so, know though? Why do they know? Because, because I went public, you know, uh, wow. I, I, it was a tough thing, tough decision to go public with it or to keep it private. Uh, I knew going public, it would jeopardize potentially that loan. Is it uh, legal for them not to though? Is that, is that, I mean, I guess if you're, if you are public with it, they could say, Ooh, well, if you're terminally ill, then no, we're not. Is that legal for them to do? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know, but, but, but there's another, there's probably another wrinkle to it that uh, goes one step further. That doesn't bother me that much. And that the, the loan was going to be recourse debt, right? Mm. And, and I, in good faith, not knowing how long I'm going to be around, uh, didn't want to put my wife into a situation where, um, you know, something went wrong. Let's, let's say, you know, they got 80% done with the aquarium build and, and reptile zoo build and, and, and the wheels fell off because I wasn't around now. Now I built a great team. You know, I, I've, I've said like my chief operating officer, you know, literally ran 13 public aquariums, uh, for six years. He, you know, he, was oversaw building six of them, you know, so, so he was, uh, uh, you know, so we have that team, we have Aquarius, we have the filtration guys, we have, you know, so we have a great team that can definitely achieve this without me. But my point is, is that going back to what we said earlier is that my focus is my family and my family's future. Could I rest easy 
in my end days, knowing that my wife has a $2.5 million recourse debt, saying that if something goes wrong, she loses the houses, she loses every everything that we have. And I can't, I just can't do that, right? I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't put her in that position. So as a problem solver, what's the next step, right? It's like, all right, well, how do I raise $2.5 million? And there's, there's a, there's a, uh, that's one of the reasons why we're on this podcast. Um, you know, there's fundraising, you know, obviously part of the fundraising, you know, might go to my, to my audience, um, you know, but, but you got to remember, you know, even though I have millions of people that follow me and everyone goes like, well, if you've got millions of people, even if everyone gave a dollar, 99% of people aren't going to give anything, right? Not even a dollar. And then there's going to be some people that give $20, some people give $50, $100, you know, the, the rare $500 things. Like it's hard to get to 2.5 million that way, but, but, but you can maybe get a little bit there. And, and we've considered it and we may launch that. We're, we're still on the fence about it. Why? And so I, I know there'll be some negative backlash. Why do you, you know, know that? But, or do you assume that? I well, you're right. I do assume that. I don't know that. Um, the negative backlash I fear is that you know people look at me as like I'm trying to be opportunistic uh, in a, in a in a very bad situation where I'm you know I'm sick and and now I'm taking like oh poor me give me money type of thing and uh, and I think that like I've I've said this like if I'm in someone if I'm if I'm in someone else's shoes and. And, and, you know, a GoBundance brother or, or, or a friend or whatever, you know, I don't think twice about writing a $50,000 check. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not even twice, but you got to remember the internet is a pretty scary place. Yeah. But, but is that the, are those the people that you, uh, so there's a couple things. One, like, listen, if, uh, who do I find? Like you, you have, let me tell you this story. Do you know who Dr. John Martini is? Yes. Okay. I follow his stuff. I love John, John. He actually came on and did a podcast with me, you know, about a year, year and a half ago. And I, I enrolled in one of his um, retreats. It was like a thousand dollars, right? Like a weekend retreat. And then I couldn't make it. And I, and they allowed me to forward it to another date. And then I couldn't make that. Right. And they were like, Hey, sorry, our policy. I'm like, listen, this was my perspective. I'm like, listen, I've gotten way more than a thousand dollars worth of value from the stuff that I just get to consume for free. So right. consider it my donation to yeah. all that Dr. John D. Martini does. They were blown away by that. Nobody's ever going to say that. But my point is like, th like that's the fans that he has that I, in me or Fanny has in me, because I see the value he provides. Like, dude, you put out really cool content, especially for those that are into all the creepy crawlies that you're into um, on a daily basis. So like, I, you know, do you really do you really care to have somebody who follows you on a daily basis who for years and years has watched you put out this amazing content and share your passion and pour your heart out if somebody's going to come along and say oh because now you have terminal cancer and you're trying to cement your legacy and secure your wife ugh you 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 sicken me do you really even want that person you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't know. No, no. You, you, I mean, obviously you don't. And and I guess what it comes down to is like, I think 99% of people will fall in your, your boat where it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I so who gives it. a fuck but about the, that 1%? The, 
The 1% is, it's just, it's noise that I don't want to hear at this time, right? You know what I mean? It's noise that you want to, you know, the one thing I know, and, and, and I've really lived my life this way, it, it, you know, not just, just now, but, but through my entire life is, is positivity, right? You know, try mm. to be positive and I want positivity. So I just worry about that 1% noise that, will that drag me down at all, you know? And I, I don't think it will. And that's why we're considering doing it. I don't but think I, you'll hear it. Yeah. I, I, and I might not, you know, it might be, you know, great, but uh, I think that um, we're, we're considering doing it more, but I think that realistically, so, so like I was telling you, it's like, you start thinking about fundraising. How do I come up with money, you know, different ways. I think that, you know, uh, uh, realistically, uh, you know, it depends how, how viral, it goes right. You know, like if, it, sure. if, if like people really get like behind it and I think I could raise, you know, three, $400,000, you know, on a, on a general GoFundMe because these people, you know, cause again, the people that are watching me don't have a lot of money. I mean, some might, there might be closet millionaires in my, my viewership that I don't even know about. I'm sure there is actually, but, uh, but whether or not they step up, I don't know. So I have to think about it on this multifaceted, much like I did the, with my health, you know, like how do I attack this multifaceted? It. And then it's like, you know, all right, I can raise money here. I can raise money here. I can raise money here. And, and then try to put all of that together. And, and, you know, part of me thinks like, wow, $2.5 million is a lot of money to raise. But then I think about it and it's like, it's really not that much money. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, especially because I know I do have a couple people that are, are wealthy that I've already talked to that, you know, are going to probably step up and give me like a couple hundred thousand dollars as a sponsorship. It's a donation. It's right off. You know, they can, they can sponsor an exhibit. They can sponsor something. They can write it off. And, 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 and so, so we have a couple chunks coming that will help a tremendous amount. I think that like my wealthiest friends, you know, I'll be able to raise somewhere between 600,000 and a million dollars, depending sure. on how things fall. So that takes almost, almost half right there, you know? And, and then, then if I do this general and it does well, and it does three, 400,000, which would be amazing if it did, you know, now we're getting to the point where, all right, well, we were a million two away or whatever. We're just getting closer and closer. So, and and then you just, you know, you got to figure out how to do it. And, and, and again, it, it's, I guess that's the thing I, I, I keep telling people that have asked me, it's like, I'm not going to benefit from this. Right. You know, like <laughs> I'm probably not even going to see the aquarium turn a profit you know, right. potentially, unless I'm very just, lucky. Just uh, legacy. Right. It's, yeah. It's yeah. about legacy. And it's, again, it's about, you know, uh, again, we see how many people, tens of thousands of people a year uh, come through our reptile zoo and you see how it impacts people's lives. You know what I mean? Like kids smiling, families just having a great time. And, and I know that those tens of thousands of people are going to turn into hundreds of thousands of people in the new place. Right. You know, I mean, we, we, we estimate that we'll probably do somewhere in about the 300,000 people a year through the door number uh, at, at the place that's based on all our uh, research and, um, uh, and again, Chuck bringing his, his, you know, 13 aquariums across the country, which are similar size to this and how we do. And as a matter of fact, one of the guys that's going to come on to help me, uh, works at a public aquarium, the only other public aquarium in, in, in the Detroit area. And, and like, I'll give you an example. This last Saturday, they had 3000 tickets sold for one day. And it's just about the same size as this place that I'm, I'm building. And, and they were sold out. I mean, like literally, ironically enough, my grandson and, and daughter were in town and we went to the mall because I was going to take them to that aquarium and they were not accepted. Like if you didn't have prepaid tickets, they you couldn't get in. <laughs> Even um, if you're you? 
Yeah, well, I could have called my buddy and got in, but I, I just wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do that. Uh, but, exactly. uh, so, uh, but, but my point is, is that, you know, hundreds of thousands of people a year for decades to come, you know, that's millions and millions of people will reach over the decades. And, um, that's the legacy that matters to me. Right. You know I mean? That's the legacy that, and I liken it to like, like Steve Irwin. And I'm not saying I'm Steve Irwin by any stretch. What I'm saying is that like, you know, Steve's been gone for 13 years, 14 years, something like that. Yet his legacy still lives on, you know, people still fight for conservation because of him. And that's the idea. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I told you this, but we, we were struggling with a name, right? You know, so our reptile zoo is, is the reptarium makes sense. Okay. You you, want to have aquarium in the title of a new place. So it was going to be like, originally, I mean, literally, it was going to be so simple. I was just going to call it the the aquarium and reptarium. Mm. That doesn't have like a great, you know, like branding. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's like, you know, but but people would definitely know if it was like, hey, let's go with the aquarium. You know, it's pretty self-explanatory. And uh, and by the way, you know, to back up a second, like if they, if you look at like the most Googled things to do when you uh, are, are in a city, uh, going to an aquarium is usually in the top five. Like when, oh, when no you go shit. to a city, doing, okay. yeah, like, like yeah. they search for zoos and aquariums at the top five. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, so you want aquarium in the title. You don't want reptarium. I mean, let, let's say how many people are searching for a reptile zoo when they come to, into town, right? Even mm-hmm. though ours is very popular and does really well. You know, it's it's still not like a high you know, highly searched thing. So we want aquarium. So, anyways, we, we've decided to call it the Legacy Aquarium. Mm. So, uh, so you know that that's uh, you know that's that's uh, we we all were in agreement on it. You know, thankfully the URL was available. The I, I got <laughs> legacyaquarium.com and the legacyaquarium.com. Um, so so uh, so that's going to be the future. And so now it's just I guess I've I've switched my purpose in life to how do I raise the money. How do I fulfill this dream and how do I set my family up to where they're okay when I'm gone? You know, and and we're going to put, listen, I, you know, anybody that's in GoBundance, Emerge, Women's, GoBundance, Elite Champion, whatever that's listening to this. And we're going to get this. We're going to, we're going to put all the muscle of GoBundance behind this. We're going to, you know, raise as much money as we possibly can. Uh, If you don't want to do it on behalf of your audience, I'll do it. You just tell me where to do it. Like, if you need somebody to look like a schmuck, if that's your fear of like, oh, he's being opportunistic, I'll be the guy if it means all the money goes to you and you're able to fund it. I mean, whatever, I, I really, really hope you reconsider. I mean, I, you know, again, it's, it's your your legacy, how you feel about it. I just don't really believe you're ever going to hear any noise from anybody. And those that those that are are turned off by you raising money for a project that you, I mean, if anybody watches a minute of your video or talks to you for 30 seconds, there is zero selfishness in your aura, in your being, in your body. You just don't have it. Like I said to you, like, dude, don't you, aren't you tight with Mr. Beast and some of these other guys? You're like, yeah, look, they got their things. And I'm like, my God, man, like, yes, they do. But this is life or death for you literally at this point. But that's just how giving a spirit you have. I really, I would be shocked if you heard any noise if anyone's up turned off they're just not going to say anything they're just not going to donate that's what they'll do with it but no one would ever blame you that's in their right mind for doing what you're doing to be honest with you my bigger thing if i'm in your shoes and i wonder if you thought like what if you raise 1.8 of the two five what happens are you able to complete the project or is it like 
Is that a worry for you? Like, well, if I don't get all of it, then I got to figure out a way to give it all back. Like, what is, how does that look oh, for you? So, so yeah, like you said, multifaceted, right? You know, the, the goal would be to raise it all. If I can't raise it all, um, that the, the second uh, thing is, is two different options. Um, uh, again, I talked to Matt King about this and a couple of my GoBros from, from local chapter, yeah. um, which I know you're a part of, but you're and another you're group there. of guys who swear up and down. Like this guy is legit, man. Before your cancer diagnosis, like what a giving guy brought, you brought everybody to your reptarium. You showed them all. I mean, you just, like I said, man, your soul emanates this, like give and give. If there's ever a time for you to one time make an ask of anyone like no one would ever blame you. And you've put so much good into the world, so much good into the world. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'll stop challenging no. you on it, but no, this I, as a friend, it, it, my heart hurts that you don't want to do this. But go ahead. No, I know. And it is hard. You know, it, it, it does. It goes against like everything I've always done, which is give everything I have for people and, uh, and very rarely take, you know, and, and like you said, but this is probably a little bit of time. Well, you know, I don't want to, I'll never be selfish. I'll, I always, I have always been selfless. Um, and, and, and so I think I'll continue that, but, but, you know, like you said, there's probably some ass I need right now that I don't want to, like, I've made some calls to friends that I didn't want to make. I, I I'll continue to make some calls to friends that I don't want to make, but, um, but, but, you know, it, it's it, now I've got, I've got a greater good. Right. But, but so anyways, let's say I come $800,000 short. Yeah. Um, there's two options. One option is to do some kind of equity fund with with maybe GoBundance members where they they put up, you know, hey, I'll give you a hundred grand, you get nine percent per year, and after five years you get your hundred grand back, you know. Uh so so you know, we're we're you know guaranteeing that money. Uh that could be one way to raise the the additional funds if I need to. The other thing would be to actually uh, and I have already have not only do I have a few GoBundance brothers that that want were, were interested, but I also have another guy that's a, an aquarium guy that owns a couple of public aquariums that has already said, hey, if you need you know, whatever you need at the end, I'll buy into uh, and give actual equity away from the company. Now, obviously, that is the the, the thing I don't want to do sure. because I don't want to give my wife's equity away to the company. I want her to be in as, as good a shoes as she possibly can. But if, if, if you know, yes, it's not like if I raise 1.5, 1 1.7, 1 1.9, 2000000 I just go, okay, can't get the project done. And now I got to give all the money back. Um, no, it's, it's, it's going to get, if, if I can raise enough, if this is the problem, if I raise 500 grand, then it's going to be difficult. Sure. You know, because sure. now I either have to really give equity away. You're going to raise the whole thing, man. I, I don't have any doubt that you're going to raise the whole thing. I, you know, and, and to your point, you know, uh, how dare you want to support your wife in the in the event that the worst comes true? You know what I mean? Like, it's just it, it sounds silly to me. Like you are you are absolutely there. You, if there's ever a time to justify the request, the humble request of of millions of fans that that have said, hey, man, we love what you do. Thank you so much for all you do you know, five or 10 bucks at a time, you know, for, I don't know. I, I'll, no, I think that'll, it'll, it'll I'll stop harping. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, and I, I don't disagree with you. And we are leaning towards that direction. A week ago, I was completely against it. I know you were. Um, yeah. Now I'm, I'm leaning more towards it. I will say there was a reptile event that happened this last weekend. Um, Chicago, one of the biggest reptile shows in Chicago. Yeah, I told you. And yeah. they raised, they raised together. They raised $77,000 for me. Uh, but, but with the, 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 the thing that was really 
just absolutely. And by the way, I, I literally cried for hours when this happened because it was so emotional to me. Um, they, they literally sold just rubber bracelets that said Brian strong on it. And, and the one went for $57,000 for a bracelet. Oh, man. So, uh, so, you know, that, that, uh, and, and, you know, I think the thing that was so emotional for me with that, and even now I'm welling up a little bit is, um, that came from my community, right? You know, it's like the people that, that I love because all I've cared about is reptiles and animals and, 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 and for my community to, to pay $57,000 for a wristband, um, showed me how much they loved me, you know, and, and then they raised an additional $20,000 selling those wristbands for $20 a piece. So they sold, you know, a thousand oh, wristbands for, for $20 yeah. a piece. And, um, and, 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 and that's still going, that, that campaign is still going after. So too, and they, 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 they want to continue that going, but so there's, that helps too. that brings that 2.5 down to 2.4, you know, and, and, um, and, 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 you know, so, but, you know, I just, the thing is, Jamie is like, you know, again, I started this project when I was healthy yeah. and man, I tell you, I could smell and taste and feel what it was going to be like when it was done, you know? And, and, and I think that that's the other thing that we talked about and certainly our, at our abundance meeting last month, which by the way, was one of the most amazing meetings I've ever been to because it was so selfless of them. They spent three and a half hours rather than talking about anything of their you know, their issues and stuff like that, which we usually go around the table. What do you got going on? They spent three and a half hours just talking about me and what I should do and how they can help. And, and, uh, and, and it was such a beautiful thing. I left there feeling so much love, but I think at the end of the day, everyone agreed. I, I started the day with the question, do I go forward with this aquarium? Yeah. You know, and, um, and after talking for three and a half hours, you know, everyone, took a vote and there wasn't one arm that didn't go up saying you need to go forward with this. It's a purpose. It's a legacy. It's yeah. also something where, you know, I'll be honest. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I have no idea. No one does. Uh, dep- I don't know what's going to happen with treatment and all the other things, but I can tell you this much. I really truly believe I will live longer because of this project Yeah, because I'll have purpose. I'll have on the days that I'm really sick, um, I'm going to think of, I can't wait to get better so I can go see what progress was made this week, you know? And, uh, and, 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 you know, I know that I, I think if I have a, a concern, uh, being honest, and I don't think I've, I haven't even told my wife, this is that my bigger concern is like, let's say this project takes us, it should only take us about six, seven months from, from, you know, cause we're already a month and we've done the demo. So we're a month and a half into it. The whole project we thought would take seven or eight months which is a big, big thing. There's a lot to do, but with all the moving parts and all the people that are involved, it, it can go pretty quick. Um, my bigger concern is like, that. I think it's going to keep me going. What happens when it's done? You know what I mean? Like when it's done, will, will I have felt like, all right, I achieved what I wanted to achieve and will there be a, a, a little bit of will that, that leaves me at that point? At that point, I'm hoping that I can be in a good enough shape where then maybe I can go, all right, I achieved my legacy. I achieved the thing that I wanted to do my whole life. And this is going to be here forever. The legacy aquarium is going to be here for, you know, decades to come. As long as we run things, which I have a great crew that believes in everything I believe in. I often liken it to, to, to Walt Disney, right? Like 
Disney is still, and, and I've, I'm a huge Disney guy uh, because I love what he stood for, right? Like he had a vision and I, and, and ironically enough, it was, it was a uh, uh, bittersweet when, when we, you know, like this was before I was diagnosed. Uh, I realized that I'm 53. Walt Disney was 53 when he opened up Disneyland, yeah. you know? And I thought to myself, like, I'm in the start of, of Disney, you know, now I'm going to, I'm going to do Disney for animals and experiences and, and, uh, and, 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 but the, but now I have to look and say, you know, Disney's been gone. Walt Disney's been gone a long time, but yet his vision is still the same, right? They believe the same thing that they did when he was alive, attention to detail, making people happy. I always say you go to Disney world or Disneyland, and it's the only place in the world that you go that extracts every dollar you, they can from you and you leave happy. Yeah. Right. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you just leave there and you're like, I just spent $500 today and I got nothing, but you're like, I can't wait to go back tomorrow, you know? And, and, and we don't want to do that as far as extracting money. But what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that the vision in, 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 in every single person, as a matter of fact, I had some friends from the UK here yesterday in Canada and, uh, in actually California as well and Minnesota. And, uh, um, that's what they said. There was the first time they were ever here and they spent a couple of days with us. And they, they said that they go, it is insane how good your crew is. They're like, it's crazy how like every single person in your crew, like exudes the things you love. Like they, they, and, and that's the thing I do is I only hire people that believe in me and believe in my vision period. You know, like you don't, you could be the smartest animal guy on the planet. If you don't believe my vision and my vision is simple create an experience that you can get nowhere else you know so so now at the reptarium it's it's about handling animals feeding alligators feeding giant lizards you know doing things that you can't do anywhere else that a little i mean literally a three-year-old girl can feed an alligator you know here at the reptarium you, you mean I mean? you mean she can actually feed it not that she, she is the feed. No, no, we're not feeding her off. Yeah, we're not feeding her <laughs> off. Feeding, yeah, she can actually feed it. Um, and uh, but uh, uh, and, and now the, the 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 new slogan that I've coined and I'll continue to have this in the Legacy Aquarium is that we want your hands to be wet from the time you walk through the door till the time you leave. You know, so it's not about looking at tanks. It's about touch tanks. It's about feeding fish. It's about literally, we're going to have a swimming with stingray place, you know, where you'll be able to actually snorkel with stingrays in the aquarium. And, um, and again, you can do that in Florida. You could probably do it down where you're at. Um, but you can't do that in the Midwest in Michigan. Do you, you, know? do you get pushback from the pitas of the world on stuff like that? Does that, I, I mean, I, talk I, about dissenting voices. Like, are there people out there like, this is terrible what you're doing. These animals don't, don't deserve to be in captivity. Now they're, you know, being fondled by all these people that, you know, <laughs> yeah, thank, thankfully we have not, you're always going to get like, you know, like Steve Irwin going back to him, you know, Peter yeah. was against him, but, but, but it had no value. If, if you, if you, if you show so much love to your animals that you're like, there's no way that people could go like that. Those people love their animals, even the people that are like, oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. It's hard. When PETA really gets a hold of something or the animal advocacy groups get a hold of something, you know, it's, it's because you're, you're neglecting your animals, right? Yeah. You're doing something wrong. You know, when they expose a company like mine and go like, oh, look at how bad he is. People will then look into me and go like, 
this dude will die for his animals. You know what I mean? Like he'll do it. Like he'll, he'll go without food on his, on his plate at home to make sure his animals are being fed, you know? And, uh, and so, so that's why I, I think it's hard to, and, and that was just, like I said, going back to Steve Irwin, I think it was the same thing, right? Is that Steve, uh, you know, was so passionate that even though Peter thought what he was doing was terrible and they were very against him, no one really could, could fight that fight because they're like, dude, the bro is like loves animals. You know I mean? He like, you can see everything in his being is about animals. And so as a matter of fact, that, you know, to, to digress a second, I, I got a beautiful phone call a couple nights ago from uh, Steve's dad, Bob. I was gonna say, did you know him? Did you know Steve? I, I unfortunately never met Steve. Uh, I, I know almost all the other animal guys, you know, from Mark O'Shea to, to, you know, uh, I, I mean, just name all the other animal guys. I, I'm, I'm friends with all of them, but I kind of came up at a time when I was doing I was doing animals before Steve became popular, but, but when it came to the media side, I was just coming up on the media side when he, he passed away. So yeah. like we missed each other. I, I guarantee you our paths would have crossed within sure. a year, within a year, we, we our paths would have crossed. And, um, but, but, uh, but, but I did meet his dad and his family about a year after he died, I was in Australia and, and his dad came up to me and, and, and he was aware of what I was doing. And, and he just said, Hey, I just want to, you know, let you know that I, I love what you're doing. And as a matter of fact, he ended up the next day calling me and, um, and, and saying, Hey, would you like to come by my, my camp is called camp Chile. It's 600 acres outside the, you know, a little bit outside where the zoo is in, in uh, a place called bear Roo, uh, Queensland. And so we went and spent the day with Bob. And, and since I've now spent as Mary, in fact, when I shot uh, uh, Venom Hunters with Discovery Channel, um, four of the days was on Bob Irwin's property. And it was pretty mm. surreal because I was catching, you know, brown, eastern brown snakes, which is like the third deadliest snake on the planet. Uh, I was catching eastern brown snakes on his property when he was watching behind the cameras. And, and that was so special. I'm thinking like, wow, Steve Irwin's dad's watching me catch snakes just like he watched his son catch snakes behind the camera. Yeah, so it's yeah. a really surreal thing. But but he called me a couple of days ago and just wished me luck and told me to keep fighting. And, and you know, um, he's a good dude, man. He's a good dude. I was really, wow. really pleased by that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I'm I, like on the snake stuff real quick. So, so, and we'll, I, you know, I, I want to, we'll come back and we'll, I want to make sure we talk about uh, the reptarian project and, and, you know, uh, what we're going to do and try to try to try to bring this thing to to a close because I think from a legacy standpoint, I completely I put myself in your shoes as the best I possibly can, which obviously I can't, but you know the sure. best I possibly can, and yeah, I, I can't, I I I wouldn't just be able to like dial everything down. I don't do anything else. I am just, I'd still be podcasting. I'd still be wanting to meet really cool people and interview them and everything else. You know, I would still want to do that because I just love this. And without this, like, what's the point, right? I mean, yeah, I mean my family and everything else. But like, for me, the thing I like doing other than just hanging out with my family is that. So I, I have a ton of respect for what you're doing. Uh, my heart aches, obviously, but at the same time, I, I I'm doing everything I can to honor your no pity policy. That's been, that's been really clear from the beginning. Like do not, you even say, I remember you put it in the WhatsApp group for the Michigan yeah. group, like guys, yeah. I'm coming. But if any of you fuckers pity me, you know, like, like, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to hear it. I'm here to, like you said, I'm, I'm, how do I work this? What's the best thing for my legacy? How do I like, let's, let's ideate, not pity. Yeah. Right. And yeah. um, there's no room for I, that. Man. Ton of respect for you, man. Ton of respect. Um, 
I, I will get into your background on snakes real quick. I'm just kind of curious. I remember watching some of these shows on like, uh, I forget what channel, but like a guy in Vegas encapsulated himself in a bubble with like a hundred of the deadliest snakes in the world. And lived that was in a there. buddy of mine, Don Schultz. Yeah. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. He had a show called wild recon on animal planet. And then that was called venom in Vegas. And but he uh, had like he, a black mamba in there. Have you ever dealt yeah. with one of those? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in uh, South Africa. I've been a, a lot of places in Africa. That's but the deadliest South- snake, right? Am I wrong? Well, actually it's interesting. Some would say it's the most dangerous snake. But it's probably about 25th as far as toxicity. Uh, the, the reason the reason that black mambas are so deadly, and as a matter of fact, I was in in South Africa just before COVID, and uh, I was on a a, a, a a venom milking farm. So we milked some venom. They do it for anti-venom, sure, and, um, and 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 also for some medical research as well. And uh, two weeks after I was there, the guy I was with. Uh, got bit and died, you know, so at, on the farm, the same farm. By, by a black mamba or just by, by something? By, by a black mamba. Why are they the most dangerous, but not the most venomous? I don't understand so, that. So they're the, the fastest snake on the planet. They can go up to 15 miles an hour. They're very, very defensive. So, you know, like literally like they will come at you hard, you know, I mean, they like when you try in to what? Are you, like in what in proc, if you're just, if they, like, do you, do you need to bother it? Or if it's yeah, like, you, sees you across the way, is it going to come well, out? You need to bother it, you know? And we actually even did a little experiment where like, I would walk towards it and it would come to me. I'd walk away from it. It would back away. So like, as long as it's not thinking that it's, you're trying to do something to it, it's going to leave you alone. But as soon as like a guy like me is going to try to grab it by the tail, it's going to whip back at you. It's going to fly at you. It's going to, it's so absolutely. I've never, you know, there's really only two snakes well, there's there's some other snakes in the world, but there's two snakes that scare you know almost every guy. And I remember I was in in a place called uh, Ipswich, Queensland, and uh, a guy named Chris Smith was a amazing a lapid, which is the the very venomous snake. Uh, uh, there's really like two types of venomous snakes. There's you know vipers and pit vipers, and then a lapids, you know, and uh, like cobras, mambas, and stuff like that are a lapid snakes. And and he was a great elapid handler. And and he said that he told me, he said, there's only two snakes that'll make even the best elapid handler look like a beginner. And that's a, a coastal taipan and a black mamba, you know, because no matter how good you are, uh, they are unbelievably and they're very similar body style right they they're both about nine foot they're uh uh slender fast 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 moving snakes and um and 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 both are very willing to bite i'm going to share this for those on youtube watching this thing so that's the coastal taipan yep that's the coastal taipan which is the second most deadly snake the inland taipan is actually the first most but the inland taipan is actually uh not very aggressive they're very very docile and they don't typically want to bite uh they look very similar you'll see that they look very similar but there's they're from different regions of of australia how long do they uh, get how big like this guy uh, looks big so the coast inlands are are probably only about five or six foot the coastals will get like eight or nine foot and we caught two uh coastal taipans in a place called savages crossing when i was shooting for discovery channel and it was probably the most exhilarating moments of my life even more so than the black mambas that i had dealt with in africa um because of the terrain i was on it was very and the other thing was is that you know of course we had a medic on on staff uh with us uh, at all times when we were filming but um we were about three hour hike into the bush and if you get done by a, a coastal taipan, you're usually unconscious within 15 minutes. No kidding. Less. 
So, uh, so like, I mean, I, I remember talking to the medic early on and I said, I said, listen, if for some reason we catch a coastal taipan and for some reason we, uh, I get, I get, I get done by it, which, which I certainly hoped I wouldn't. I said, I want to make sure that, you know, like innovate me and keep me alive and medevac me as quickly as you can get me out of here, get me to a hospital, get me treated. And, uh, and that's all we could possibly do. Thankfully I would never been bitten by a venomous snake and I don't plan on it now in the future either. <laughs> I'll probably be a little bit more careful over the next year, year and a half of my life, uh, on, on handling stuff, but I bet you I'll come across some, some, some cobras and stuff like that in the next, you know, several months to, to play with. And, and yeah, there's the black mamba. And, and you can see they're really an olive grayish colored snake. The reason yeah, I didn't know that. I they were the, this. In, yeah. If you yeah. see the one like to the right with its mouth open, they this have, guy. they have a black mouth and that's why they call them black mambas is because they're black mouth. It's one of the very few snakes that has a black mouth. And uh, so that's where the, 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 uh, the name black mama comes from, but very, very, uh, I mean, definitely a snake you don't want to muck with if you can stay away from, for sure. You've dealt with cobras? Oh, yeah, tons. King cobra. Oh, cobra, cobra. Yeah, no biggie. You, you name it, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's, I mean, there. of course, there's thousands of species of snakes, but um, all the ones that you would know about I've dealt with, you know, like all the ones that are like the most common, you know, from, like I said, king cobras, monocle cobras, Indian cobras, spitting cobras, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, wrinkles, cobras. I mean, you know, you name it, I've messed with them and whether it's in the wild or in captivity. And then, uh, uh, and yeah, I love them. I mean, I, you know, I, I've always said that I never feel closer to life than when I'm on the tail of something that can kill me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, that's, that's when, I mean, some people jump out of planes, some people go fast cars. I want to be with an animal that could kill me. You know, that, that's, that's my adrenaline. That's yeah. my, I feel close to life every day on the tail of something coming by, by, by my wife. She's right over there. Yeah, so, she's right, yeah. over there. Yeah, she's she's right there. Tail of something that could kill me. Um, on that thing in the, 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 I forget you said it was Animal Planet where the guy, I remember he like set up on Fremont Street in like a booth. Yeah. Yep. And I remember him. I, I don't even like, I don't know why I watched this because I, I like just that right now, Googling that, like I had to close it like icky, you know, for me, but I don't know why I watched. But I remember him taking the, like every day he released a new snake. It was like 30 days and he would yep. release a new snake into this like little air. He slept in it, lived in it, yep. new like venom and it got worse and worse every day. I remember him throwing the mamba out of a, out of a, a thing, out of a sack. And it just turned around and like stood up and stared at him. And I yeah. think that's the one you saw the something that like wrapped itself around the camera yeah. up in the corner. Yeah. And then he had to yeah. get it out. I don't yeah. even know how, how the hell do you get that thing out? How do you get it out without getting bit? You know, I mean, he used the, uh, you know, grabbers is what they, they call them, uh, which is, it's, it's one of the safest ways to handle, especially a mamba, uh, as opposed to a snake hook, which is a little bit more sketchy, but, um, but yeah, so he, uh, he did that. And I remember, like I said, I knew Donald well before he he did that that thing, and it really came from um, a, a guy named Austin Stevens, who was this. He had a show called Snake Master on Animal Planet, maybe 15, 20 years ago. It was pretty popular. Another friend of mine, and um, he actually. It, so Donald Schultz was from South Africa, and so was Austin Stevens, and and Austin actually did. Uh, 
10 black mambas for a hundred days in a glass box. And so that's why Donald did, you know, he, he went to, there's a guy, a, a lady named Marjorie Kaplan was the head of animal planet at the time. And, and like I said, he was working for a company called Gurney productions, which produced ironically enough duck dynasty um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. amongst other shows. And, and so he was actually a producer uh, on, on shows. Like he wasn't a, a presenter, he was a producer and he went and pitched wild recon to uh, Animal Planet and Marjorie Kaplan bought six episodes of him traveling around the world doing animal adventures. And at the end of you know the pitch, she said, all right, we're gonna sign you for six episodes. She said, hey, I've got this idea called Venom in Vegas where I would set up on Fremont City, stuff like that. And she like on the spot said, yep, let's go. We're, we're I mean, that's a great title, Venom in Vegas. I mean, that's amazing. So yeah, makes so sense. That's, that's how the whole thing went down, but it came from, and ironically enough, Austin Stevens ended up getting bitten on the hundredth day. <laughs> by a black mamba and almost died, you know, almost died. And, uh, uh, so he, uh, he spent 99 days in with black mambas. And then the hundred day when he was bagging them up, he got bit, you know, Wow. So that was the da- wow. most dangerous part, you know, and, 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 and Donald did the same thing now, ironically enough, Donald actually is, uh, in nitro circus now with Travis Pastrana. Uh, he, he does, he does extreme, like extreme stunts. You know, they travel around oh, the world. Wow. They do like motorcycle stunts and, you know, crazy, you know, they, it's, it's like a big Red Bull event, you know, it's called. Uh, uh, well, yeah. so yeah, where did the, like, that's kind of what I look at with, when you come at, like you said, you're never more alive than at the tail of something that could kill you. But where did this start? Did your parents like, you know, give you snakes when you were a kid? Were they big, you know, reptile people? Like, where did this, what's your earliest memory of like, oh my God, this is, this is, I love these things. This is my life. Well, it actually, it's interesting. My earliest memory as a, as a person actually was uh, uh, seeing a ball python at a zoo. Uh, and I was I was under two because my mom told me I, w- I hadn't even been two. She remembered taking me to this place. And um, and uh, I remember that moment to this day under two. You know, I mean, I remember that moment, you know. So so my parents, uh, my dad wasn't very much in the picture, but um, my mom hated snakes Still to this day, my entire family, my brother, sister, my mom, you know, well, my mom's a little older now, but um, no, no one's ever kept pets. No, nothing. Dogs, cats, you know, a- animals. I didn't have uncles. I didn't have anyone. It was just, I say some people are just born with something. And and that's the one thing that I will say that, that I, I've been very fortunate throughout life is that like, especially, and I've seen this happen with my son, you know, now he's 23 and he's, you know, now he's, he's, you know, wanting to learn to take over the business and be a part of things and stuff like that. But that's only been over the last couple of years, even though he's worked on and off for me for, for most of his life. Um, now he's like interested in being a, like, teach me how to do this type of thing. But, um, I saw him and so many other, my daughter was this way. Everyone was this way. You know, you get into that 16 through 25 era and you don't even know what you want to do with your life. Right. right. You're just like, like, what am I going to do? Do I want to go this route? Do I want to go to college? Do right. I want to do this? Like I had no doubt from day one, what I was going to do. No doubt. I mean, there was nothing. There was never a plan B. How'd there you define no- it? What was it? I'm going to handle snakes. I'm going like, what, what did you define it just, as? I just then? knew that I was going to work with reptiles and all animals. Cause I'm an animal lover. I've worked with, you know, big cats. I've worked with rhinos and elephants and, you know, you mm-hmm. name it, I've worked with it. Um, you know, but keeping personally, I've always been a reptile guy is my main, my main thing. So, um, 
I didn't know what that meant. And you gotta remember that I started my business in 1989 is when I started my reptile breeding company. And, and, and at the time there was not one person in the country that bred snakes for a living. Right. And, and, and I was just a kid, 17 years old. And, uh, I, I, I was, uh, uh, you know, thinking like, Hey, this might be something I can do a little bit here and there, maybe make enough money to pay myself through college, something on that line. And although my mom hated snakes, she begrudgingly, when I turned 15, let me buy my first snake. So, so throughout my whole childhood, I would collect garter snakes in Michigan and keep them in my garage. Uh, and then in the in the fall, I would have to let them go before winter so they could go back out in the wild. And that was always the worst day of the year for me is when I had to let all my snakes that I'd cared for. How all many, how many would you have? How many? How many Sometimes I have 35, 40 snakes oh that I, I caught from the wild and I'd feed them and I'd take care of them and I'd do all that type of stuff. And I was just a little kid, you know, I used to like, you know, go collect tadpoles and, and metamorphose them into to, to toads and and then release them. And I mean, I was just obsessed with it my whole life. And and uh, so so go, going back to, you know, like 15, I ended up, I actually, when I was 14, I, I, I would walk home from school every day uh, because I would like, you know, I also played sports. I know I don't look like a sports guy, but you know, I wrestled, I was on track. I played football, all stuff like that. So like the, the buses were gone. So I would just have to walk home, which is no big deal, but there was a pet shop on the way home. And so every day I would stop at the pet shop and they just got to know me. And finally, when I was like, like probably three months shy of 15, um, they were looking for someone to help. And there's, there's only two pet shops in the, in the state at the time that kept small collections of reptiles. Most pet shops didn't keep reptiles. They kept fish, birds, stuff, hamsters, stuff like that. And, and they, they needed someone to care for the reptiles. So they, the, the owner, Matt Benson said, Hey, would you like a, a part-time job? You know, when you're out of school, take care. And I was like, yes. So, uh, so when I turned on my 15th birthday, my mom saw that I, I was working and I'd already had like money saved up from, you know, paper routes and, you know, doing all kinds of odds and ends. But now I'm making, you know, whatever, $3 an hour or whatever it was back then um, at, at this pet shop. And so when I turned 15 on my 15th birthday, my mom finally said, you can get a snake, you know, for it, to keep in the house when I was 15. And and then the floodgates kind of opened from there. I stayed in my mom's basement, you know, uh, I had a room down there and, uh, and so I built a little reptile room and I started buying snakes and she didn't even know, you know, it went from one to four snakes to 10 snakes to 50 snakes. And, and, uh, she just wouldn't come in the room. And, and so the thing is, so when I was, I was, uh, 16, uh, there was something that's called albino Burmese pythons. The Burmese pythons are the ones that are, you know, in the Florida Everglades. Now they're giant snakes and stuff like that. Well, this guy named Bob Clark in Oklahoma produced, the first albino Burmese pythons. And, and, and up until now, the, the reptile trade was growing, but it was very closet and there was no money in it at all. You know what I mean? Like snakes were pretty cheap and all this other stuff. Yeah. Here's berms here. That's like an albino. Oh, there's you. There. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. That's me. That's, You're right in the middle of it. It was yeah. actually a place called uh, snake discovery center in, in, uh, uh, in Chicago suburbs. Holy yeah. God, that, I remember that day. Well, that was a beautiful snake. I have one that's almost the same size here that all the guys got to see when they come to, came to visit. But, uh, so anyways, uh, Bob Clark in, in Oklahoma produced albino Burmese pythons, the ones that you were just looking at. And it was the first investment snake that was ever sold, you know, up until then, you know, there was no one buying and selling snakes for money. And, uh, uh, it was more like horse trading, like, Hey, I got this corn snake. I'll trade it for your ball python or whatever the case is. So he, he put them out for $3,200 a pair. Wow. And, uh, 
And and lo and behold, people are buying them up. And that was the first like, wow, you can make money on snakes. So I'm now 16 and all the money I made from the pet shop and all the money I'd made from everything else I'd done in my life was about 3,500 bucks. And I had that in the bank and that was supposed to go to college, right? And uh, because I yeah, I came, my mom didn't have it, you know, a single mom, she didn't have any money and she wasn't gonna be able to put me through college or anything like that. So uh, I literally convinced her how, I don't know how, to spend my entire college fund on a pair of albino Burmese pythons. Wow. And I bought a pair for $3,200. Now, the thing is, is that, when I was 18 and just graduated from high school that year, I made 40 grand out of my mom's basement producing snakes. And and so I was like, wait a second here, you know, I want to work with snakes and I'm making 40 grand already. And it's just getting going. You know what I mean? So I, I, uh, I, I did go to college for a couple of years, microbiology I was interested in and, and, uh, um, but at the end of the day, after two years of college, I'm like, I was making enough money where, you know, I, I met my wife, Lori, when, when I was 19, she was 18 and, and she came to help me. She didn't like snakes at all. You know, she just would come and help me with the snakes because that was what we did. And she, as a matter of fact, she was, when she first came, she was terrified of, she wouldn't even walk into my snake room, you know, and, and, and now, you know, 35 years later, she's been, you know, my partner ever since. And, and did mom uh, ever come around, by the way, just a quick aside, did she ever come around to liking snakes? Never, never, never. Okay, as, matter fact, she, as a matter of fact, a year and about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, it was the first time she had ever visited any of my snake places ever. Wow, wow, yeah, wow, she wow. came. My sister lives in Hawaii. She came to town and she drugged my mom to the reptarium. And uh, and and she was obviously very like, oh my god, this is beautiful. And I think she was really proud. But it was like she had never seen anything I'd ever done before, you know. And and I thought that really even through the years, like as I was, you know, sometimes successful, other times not as successful. I don't know that she ever really believed that I was doing well. You know, like she just thought I'd one day grow out of it. You know what I mean? Like he's going to grow up one day and stop working with snakes. And um, you know, so so, uh, but. Sorry, no. you were talking about Lori, uh, 18, 19, you, yeah. you, you skipped yeah. college you, or not skip it. You went for a couple of years. She came around. So yeah. I, I apologize. I took you off track. There. No, 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 no. It's, it's completely fine. Yeah. So, so anyways, I, you know, by the time I was 20, we, uh, uh, we, we actually were pregnant with my, my daughter and, um, and we bought our first house with the money from snakes and, uh, and, and, and then the rest was history. So, so I was like in the right place at the right time. You know what I mean? Like I was like young got into breeding snakes when no one was making money. And then, but I was on the cutting edge. So, so I was the like part of that initial foundation of people that 10, 15, 20 people in the world that like grew the hobby from like this, like closet thing where there's no money to all of a sudden becoming a multi-billion dollar industry across the world. Um, and then when, as I grew over 25 years, that was my main income was, was breeding snakes. And we, we got, we had the third largest collection, believe it or not, at one point we had 30,000 snakes. Um, and, and, and then, then, you know, the thing happened that I always say, I always do what I love, right? I don't do the things I don't love. And what happened was I started to not love it because I love the animals, but I was felt like I was producing widgets at that point because oh, yeah. there was so many animals and so much. It was like, you know, you couldn't have an emotional attachment to anything because it was like, there was just too much, you know? And so we downsized, you know, 2008, 2010 happened and that, that didn't help either. You know, the recession, great recession. 
And so we literally walked away from our building. We we downsized about 70%, got the place that I'm in now, what was you know, 20, 25% the size business that we were, you know, went from having like, you know, 15, 16 employees to having three employees. And then we slowly, you know, the plan was, okay, I'm gonna do this. And although we were grossing way less money, you know, way, way less money. I was actually living okay, you know, because my net was pretty decent, uh, considering I didn't have that much overhead. And and then, um, but the, the goal was to always at that point when we downsized is to do the, the educational reptile zoo, you know, that was the goal, like, okay, we'll get established here, we'll get back on our feet, we'll learn how to run our business this way. And then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do the reptile zoo. And that's also when social media started to take off too. you know, that I had been doing social since 2008, but never really took it that serious. And, um, and so about seven years ago is when I started taking social serious, like, like, hey, this could be a business, you know, social business. And, and so I was like, really one of the first guys on I, I, I was the first guy on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram that did reptiles. And so, um, so I, I just, again, grew as that grew and, 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 and now there's thousands of people that do what I do. And we're just lucky enough to have been around long enough to where we're still one of the top rung uh, animal channels on, on, on all the social platforms. But, um, but the goal was to always open up the reptile zoo after, you know, we, we downsize, you know, because I realized that again, you talk about goals and purpose, like for, for a lot of years, my goal was to be the biggest reptile breeder in the world. And then I realized I don't want to do this. This, that's not what I want to do that. I want to play with snakes. You know, I want to, yeah. I want to have animals, you know? And, 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 and so then I, I, again, I, I put my money where my mouth was. And, and instead of having, you know, having a company that, that was a seven digit company, um, I literally walked away from it. I just was like, Hey, we're, we're just fire selling off 75% of my stuff and, and going in a different direction. And we did, and it was the best decision I ever made at that point, you know, because I was happier and I've been happier ever since. Um, and then, like I said, the goal was to open up the reptile zoo, do the educational thing. Cause that's where my, where my real passion is, is, is educating people, getting people over their fears, uh, changing people's perceptions. And, and, and it, the same thing happens on social, right? Like every day I get, you know, tons and tons of comments of people that are saying like, I used to be terrified of snakes until I started watching your videos. And now yeah. I actually own one or, you know, and, and so it's the same mission, right? You know, the mission, whether the mission is, you know, on YouTube or Instagram or Sna- Snapchat or whatever the, the, it is. And in, in the same mission is, is people walking through the door and physically being able to handle stuff. It's just an extension of that. And, and uh, it all kind of works symbiotically together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So on the social side, I'm curious about this. I mean, there's, there's the obvious benefits to the audience, right? Like, so YouTube, there's monetization through YouTube. There's ads that you can make uh, money on by being on YouTube, right? Uh, reels on Instagram, on Facebook, you know, with the kind of volume you have that can pay you uh, just on reels bonuses, or at least they were, I know they suspended it, whatever, but yeah, it's you know, so, so depressing, man. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, so there's all these ways of making money in that way. And then of course there's the sort of the funnel of it, right? Like, okay, there's awareness of you, um, so therefore people are going to come, like you said, you have hundred percent sold out most weeks of the year, 80, 90% of the weeks that you're not focusing on selling out the reptarium, the new reptarium, the, the legacy aquarium that you're building, um, and what that will be because of the brand that you built. I'm curious about 0809 versus 2324, which, you know, we might be in the beginnings of maybe we're in the middle of it, or maybe it's going to get worse. Who, who knows, right? Whatever the, the recession is. And, 
as an aside, I had a guest on who made a really good point that like, look, there's a lot of room between like, and you and I've been around long enough, like in the eighties and there's been recessions that aren't Oh eight, right. Oh eight was like really bad recession, but does your audience, and this has been my, my thesis lately. And, but I don't have the audience you do. Does your audience almost recession proof you as you go into 23, 24, or might it have in 08, 09? Like how much value is that audience as an asset in and of itself, if at all? Or is it simply, nope, it's ads, it's reels bonuses, it's, it's you know, it's all of that. Like, it, I'm curious how you, how you look at that. It's a great question. And I think it's a little of all the above, right? I think that it, the way my business was very single business, not, not multi uh, uh, businesses like we have now, uh, you know, different streams. Um, you know, when 08, 09 happened, if I had the social following I had now, it, it would have helped me with the ad sense of, of, of social for sure, but would it have helped my business? Probably not. And the reason I'm saying that is that when uh, the recession hits, and that was of course the great recession, um, people don't need to buy a snake, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing they don't need. And if they're going to stop something, buying a snake is probably something, but people are still going to go to an aquarium and people are still going to go to the zoo and people are still going to go to places because they're not going to stop living their life. They sure. may not go on a cruise. They may not go to Disney. They may not, but they're going to find something that costs their family 50 bucks to go do, and they're going to go do it. So that's one thing that helps. I think for sure. I think that, you know, we will see as a social, like you talked about reels bonuses being suspended. I mean, that cost me a fortune. I mean, if yeah. that was, you know, that was, ridiculous how much money uh i i i was making on reels bonuses the last 18 months that is now gone um bad timing i was praying that it was going to be i knew it was coming it didn't make any it didn't make any sense is it short term or do they do you not anticipate it coming back they'll never come back it'll never come back i i'm i'm good i'm good friends with the the head of creators at at meta uh so so like you know i've got the inside scoop always with what's going on on the inside of meta um yeah, it's never coming back. But they are going to try to roll out some monetization on it. They have to, right? Because YouTube has been very generous, I think, right? Like they've much more generous monetization, and there there's plans for more coming from them. Correct? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I think the hard thing with short form content is that it's really hard to monetize, right? Yeah. Because you've got, you know, even if you've got a sixty second, and I know that TikTok has been spreading it now to get to three minute videos, and they're really encouraging longer form content on TikTok. But but really, what made TikTok, and I think was making like Reels right now, is sixty seconds. They're about to roll out a ninety second version. Yeah. Um, YouTube is still 60 seconds. I think they'll eventually roll out a little bit longer, but YouTube is at the same point. Like at what, you know, if you're YouTube and you've got long form content, like why are you going to roll out short form, long form content? You, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you're, you're fighting each other. Right. Ultimately everyone is fighting for the eyeballs that TikTok grabbed. Right. Yeah. And for a short period of time, for about two months, TikTok was the most viewed video platform on the, on the planet. Um, YouTube has now taken that, that back, you know, they're now back on top, but in, for the first time over the last two months, TikTok is this rapid spike, this hockey stick graph of, of viewership has now plateaued and, 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 and they, they, they aren't really growing nearly at the rate that they were, but there's still a real uh, battle for short form content 
uh, in eyeballs, right? You know, on on Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, obviously Snapchat, um, and, and then of course YouTube Shorts. But the problem is, is none of them are monetizing it properly. I would say the best and maybe most annoying platform that's doing it the best is Snapchat. And, and so if you watch this, we have a Snapchat show. And if you watch that Snapchat show, um, it's it's a, about a minute long, sometimes two to three minutes long, but no more than three minutes. But there are like every 20 seconds, there's an ad, mm. you know, and it's very annoying. But the monetization is really good on on, on on Snapchat compared to TikTok. TikTok pays you hardly nothing. Uh, YouTube is better than TikTok, but when you compare, you're, you're like like a financial channel on 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 YouTube can get twenty plus dollars CPM, you know, mm-hmm. per thousand. So um, so it's really. really can you explain high. what CPM? Uh, sorry, just to so, so it's, it's so it, the M stands for thousand, and so it's cost per thousand. So, so it's like, you know, so it's $20 for every thousand people that watch you, you get 20 bucks. So, you know, you get a million people, you know, you can extrapolate from there. It's a couple thousand dollars and then you get, you know, 13, 15, 20 million. Sometimes we'll get 30, 40 million views a month on our channel. It's pretty easy to go, but we're, we're usually at about $12 CPM because we're not a financial channel. Uh, there are some genres that can get 40 or $50 CPM, but again, they're very, very specific genres that, that, you know, demand a, a very high uh, uh, you know, that's where companies are like, I want my ad to be on this video and I'm willing to pay $50 for every person that clicks, you know, or $50 for every thousand person that clicks on, on that, that video. Uh, but those are few and far between. So, uh, uh, so, so if you're at, let's say, I say the average is probably eight to $10 CPM. Like I said, we're about 10 to $12. So we're a little bit higher, but, um, uh, the CPM on shorts is, is like 0.02 sense. So that's a big difference. $12 to 0.02, you know, so, so it's, it's a huge difference. Now, now you can certainly get way more views on a short than you can long, you know, you, you know, we've had, we had one video get 270 million views in like three days, you know, so, so it, it really popped up. That was one of our best videos ever as far as short form, but, um, you know, so you can make some money when you start getting those numbers, but most of the time there's not a lot of money in shorts. And that's been the, the struggle for these, these, uh, these platforms. So Facebook was literally, uh, giving people like me 30,000, $35,000 a month in, in bonuses, you know, for my content. And I, and I had that on a couple channels, right. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a couple channels that I could make 30, $35,000 on. And then of course, Instagram was about $8,000 bonuses on those, those channels. And, and we didn't always max our bonus out. Sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't. Some months were terrible where we might only get four or 5,000, but it was still four or 5,000 was still good sure. For, sure. for nothing, you know, for doing what you were going to do anyways. They just suspended it 100% this month, gone, mm-hmm. you know. So they're going to work on monetization down the road, but it will be nothing compared. To, I mean, if you were making 30, and I had months where I made $35,000 on one channel uh, in a bonus, I'll be lucky to make 3000 on my best months in the future. So 90% of that money goes away. And like I said, we were preparing for it. We knew it was coming. I was hoping it was going to maybe last throughout this build so that I could have that extra money, Supplement, uh, yeah. but uh, it didn't. And uh, thankfully I, I have, again, you know, still my, my biggest platform and, and best is long form content on YouTube. And so uh, I was, I, I can survive and I'm doing fine. Whereas, um, uh, my, you know, I know people that are, I don't even, a friend of mine, I, I hate to even say this is literally just bought a house uh, in Florida 
And it was based on his reels bonuses. Wow. And, uh, and, and literally just moved into the house like a week ago. Oh. I don't even know if he knows the bonuses are canceled yet. Oh, you know, cool. cause I talked to a friend of mine uh, that is friends with him a couple of days ago. And she said, uh, she was like, yeah, we made 10 grand last month on reels bonus. So I was like, yeah, great. You know, but you know, that's gone. Right. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, it's gone. And they, they, they discontinued it. And, and I said, by the way, you know, these other people, I said, do they know? And she was like, no, I just talked to them last night and they're making like 30 grand a month on, on bonuses. And, and that was like, they really the 90% of their income was, was that. And, and uh, so, so it's, it, the, 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 the social world is always changing. And you've got to always adapt. So there's a few different things. This is so in, in, in some day, I know we talked about with, with Matt King and you that, that we might do like a masterclass on, on social. Yeah. I think that's and, a, uh, I mean, that's something you want to offer up. And again, I think uh, just, you know, as far as GoBundance putting its muscle behind your raise, I think that's one way to do that. Like, Hey, contribution based, you know, contribution, and we're going to get a masterclass with this guy with 17 million followers. Because before you get into what you're going to say, let me just ask this question. You can answer it in like one word if you want to. But is there any reason why anyone in any business should not be on social, in your opinion? Uh, unless you're doing something criminal, no. I mean, <laughs> okay. if you're doing something criminal, you probably don't want to be on social. If you're, if you're doing anything else, if you're a dentist, you should be on social media. If you're a uh, if you make socks, you should be on social media. I mean, it's only going to help your business. So, but going back to what I was saying is that um, when I started YouTube in 2008, there was no partner program, right? So you you made no money uh, on YouTube at all. Uh, then the next thing partner program came up, right? And, and and now you can make CPM. At the time, the CPM was like really low, three, four dollars, something like that. As as and, and you have to be invited into the partner program, much like Facebook. I'm monetized on long form on Facebook, but no button is not everybody. It's like you have to be invited into the program to to make money on on Facebook. And so uh so then that was the 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 next iteration. As time went on, I think that influencers started to do like, okay, I'm making CPM from YouTube and I'm also like selling t-shirts, you know, like, you know, and, and that, was, that was their next, the merch was like the next iteration. Uh, and, and, and then the next iteration was I'm making CPM, I'm selling merch and now I'm doing brand integrations, you know, where we're getting yeah. HelloFresh or paying us $10,000 to do a brand integration about their product, you know? That was like the next iteration. And, and some of these guys, like my friend, Logan Paul, he was getting a quarter million dollars to do one integration, you know, one integration, quarter million dollars, you know, so, so, uh, so it got really expensive for the big guys. Right. And they were doing really well. Now we're into the next phase of social influencers. And that next phase is to build businesses around whatever you're doing, i.e. Mr. Beast feastables with his, his, his candy or, or Mr. Beast burgers with his, his, his yeah. burger chain. Um, and, and you're seeing, you know, like Logan Paul with prime, you know, uh, that's like, that's now the newest thing is that like the, in, in companies, not just individuals like me, but, but companies are going and going to these big influencers and saying, Hey, we want to build a company around you. You know, we want to, you know, you're going to be the face of the company and uh, we're going to do that. And unfortunately for me, that kind of just happened uh, over the last few months. Um, I had a company that that had been around since the 50s in the pet trade. Uh, it's in Walmart, 
you know, Meyer, Petco, PetSmart, I mean, like 8,000 stores across the country. And they wanted to launch an entire product line with my name on it. And uh, uh, it would have been a great big deal. Obviously now, um, not so good, right? You know, like, you know, uh, yeah. they're not going to put millions of dollars into developing a product line that I may not be around for. So, yeah. So that that was a deal that felt it looks like it's falling through. Well, I, I don't even think it, it, it's not even a matter of looks like it's falling through. It's going to fall through because I I don't think I would have the energy to do it even if I wanted to. Right. So is there, is there not um uh given the legacy because I mean your your followers don't go away right and your son's taking up the 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 content piece. Is there not possibility of like the legacy of you being investable? And and I I talked to him about that. Uh, and, and they'd said that they were going to, the corporate was going to kind of meet and, and discuss what they thought about the legacy side of it. Uh, so we might do it. We still might yeah. go through with it, but you know, for my family and if we can, we'll, we'll do whatever. But, but that was my point is that was like the next iteration. And, and of course this aquarium reptile zoo, yeah. that's another, uh, physical thing that, <laughs> that you're building around your brand. And, and that's what, you know, so now social influencing is just becoming more uh, of a business than it is just like, Hey, I'm making videos and selling merch. You know, now, now it's, you know, like, Hey, we're building these, these industries around us that is, is, is helping. And the thing that's interesting, Jamie, is a lot of people have said like, well, what if you're not around, will that affect the aquarium? And, um, the thing yeah. that the thing that was interesting is 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 there a chance it could a little bit yeah sure especially because I don't know how it'll be received when I'm no longer in the videos you know what I mean um, and I'll be in the videos until I cannot be in the videos right you know I mean I, I, until I'm, I no longer can be in, I'm going to be involved in it as much as I possibly can but um, you know I'm hoping it'll still be well received uh, you know I, I'm, I'm praying it will be but but the the fact that what was really interesting what happened at the Reptarium is that we opened four and a half years ago. There's no doubt the first three to four months of ours being open, 99% of the people that came through were, were followers of mine. You know, they were traveling from all over the country to see the reptile zoo, be a part, meet us, whatever the case may be. Um, and then something really interesting happened at about three and a half, four months. And it turned from my followers to, to like local virility right? Like just local families, really? you know, and, and what happened was this, is that um, people would come in, they'd take a picture of their kid holding a snake. They'd post it on Facebook or Instagram and people would go like, oh my God, where is that? I've got to go there. Yeah. And, and, and now, interestingly enough, when I walk through the reptarium, when we're open and, and, and it, you know, it's sold out, 99% of the people there don't even know who I am. They just think I'm another employee. You know, they great. don't know I'm the owner. They don't know anything. So that's why I think that it, it won't affect the viability. And, and it's like I said, you know, uh, Sea Life, the aquarium I talked about earlier that, you know, had 3000 people come through the door last month, or I mean, I'm sorry, last Saturday alone. Um, they don't have a social media following. They don't have a person in front of them pitching them. And, 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 you know, although I like that aquarium a tremendous amount, ours will be so much superior and so much more interaction. The, the, as a matter of fact, when I talked to the Aquarius there, um, he had said the biggest complaint you see online about their place is, you know, I paid $27 to get in, which we will be cheaper by the way, but we paid $27 to get in and, and it took me a half hour to walk through the place and I was done. And mm -hmm. I've been there probably 15 times over the last few years. And I've never been there more than 30, 35 minutes. And it's you know, $27 to get in. Our place, people are gonna stay for hours. 
because there's going to be so much to do. You know, there's yeah. going to be so many activities. What's, what's the signature? Like you have the two headed snake and stuff like that. Like you say aquarium. I'm thinking like like killer whales and stuff. Like what is the <laughs> what is the signature attraction at the aquarium? Do you anticipate like what's the the thing that like who's the Shamu of the aquarium, if you will? The legacy I, think there, I, I think there's two uh, main exhibits. I mean, and there's going to be a lot of other really great exhibits as well. But the two main exhibits are going to be um, black tippery sharks. Uh, which oh, is wow. going to be a gigantic, you know, really it'll be our biggest exhibit there. Black sh- tippery sharks? No, black tip reef sharks. Oh, reef sharks. Sorry. Yeah, reef, <laughs> yeah jet, black tip reef sharks. How, so big do those, like, how, how big do they get? They get about five foot, you know, so they don't get okay. giant. Uh, big enough, but but they almost look like miniature jaws, right? That looks like a, a, like a miniature great white shark. Is this right? it right here? Yep, this that's one? it. It looks like a, a miniature great white shark. Oh, and I they, see the they, black tip. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Black tip, and those are down from like the Bahamas and stuff like that. Um, and uh, so yeah, so uh, that'll be one of the main exhibits for sure. And then the other one will be uh, what they call cow nose stingrays. Uh, yeah, cow nose stingrays. Um, and 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 that'll be the exhibit that uh, I mean, they're very bat ray like. You can see they they look like you know what you think of a stingray. Uh, but this will be the exhibit that not only you'll be able to feed. Uh, but you'll also be able to snorkel in with them, you know. So, wow, those teeth! Look at those teeth on that thing. You're, yeah, you're... They're, they're not bad though. I mean, they don't really—they'll <laughs> nip you every now and then, but uh, they won't nip you when you're swimming with them. Just when you're feeding them, if you don't keep your hands like completely flat, they'll nip a finger. But it's just—it's just like a pinch. It's not—you know—it won't break the skin or anything like that. Is that like how do you? Isn't that? I'm not being funny, but isn't that what killed Steve Irwin? Uh, a stingray? Uh, stingray, yeah. But you, you actually can can cut their 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 barbs off. Just, just, it's like a toenail. It's keratin, so it's like you just clip them with the toenail clipper, and and then they don't have barbs. Yeah. So, wow. So, yeah. Wow. So, so, yeah. And the but, shark, like, can you touch the shark? So we won't be, we won't be touching those sharks, the black tips. So we will offer some feeding opportunities though for people to feed them, um, but we will have what they call. Uh, bamboo sharks which stay smaller only about you know two foot and stuff like that we will have a touch tank um so so there's a lot going to be a lot of exhibits but i think those two exhibits will be the most breathtaking exhibits that we have because those are our biggest exhibits and the most like wowing exhibits but then we have a lot of other really 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 nice exhibits i bought i've already bought a lot of the exhibits you know that yeah you know, money that I've spent has been spent on on exhibits that are waiting to come in. And and then we have to obviously buy, you know, some of the other ones uh, as we get in money. Um, and, and like I said, it, you know, I, I've got to be careful. Like I could I could spend the million dollars I have right now and start buying up all these exhibits and get the ball rolling. But if I can't raise the other two point five, right. then I, the last thing I want to do is spend the million not be able to do anything and then be dead in the water. So yeah. So like I said, I think that when we get to a point where we feel like like you said, if we get to 1.5, 1.8 million, at that point, I'm going to feel really confident. Like we're going to either get to 2.5 or get close enough that we can we can raise the rest of the money through equity funds or, or, or through you know selling off equity in the aquarium if we have to. Is Noah at all interested in the influence? I mean, I, I know he's in the videos, but I mean, is he interested in being the lead influence? I, I think of like... I'm thinking of other channels like my kids watch Blippy. Are you familiar with Blippy? I don't know if you know Stephen John, but um, yeah. um, like it was him. Then there was another guy that replaced him, but it's the same costume. So for kids, you can get yeah. away with that. But then they started introducing like new characters, different characters, like a girl version. There's a Spanish version. There's a Portuguese, like like all these different sort of uh, faces so that he was no longer having to be the face. Like, is that Noah or is that is that kind of the, the natural plan or does he not want that or... 
Is that just not his skill set? Is he more like, you know, like other guy? Like, you know, yeah, he's fun to watch, but he's not the guy to carry the episode or carry the vlog. What is that? What is that plan? What does that look like? I think you know, I, I think that's what he wants to do. He had a channel that did really well a few years back and he just kind of stopped doing it, you know, because of life and, you know, just his, his whatever. But I mean, he was getting some of his videos were getting million plus views, wow. you know, so so he obviously had the ability to carry, you know, he, he has over 200,000 subscribers on the channel. And, um, and that was all on his own. That was that with me. That wasn't, that wasn't like I was, I was sometimes in his videos, but most of the time I was not in his videos, 90% of the time. And, uh, so he, you know, that tells me, and, and certainly, you know, a 23 year old, you know, good looking kid is, is more the demographic than a the good personality, great personality too, you know, yeah, at least on video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so I think he can carry it. Uh, is it going to be a little bit different? Is it going to be a transition? Sure. Um, and, and it's not like he's going to be like the soul. I mean, we have other people, other, what we call characters in the show um, yeah. that, that we built and, and, and there'll be a bigger part of that, you know? Uh, and, and so I think, um, uh, but uh, I think, uh, I think we can get there. Yeah. Wow, man. Wow. It's uh, so much for you to think about so much for you to consider so much. I mean, I, I'm just, I, like I said, your, your, um, your strength, your desire to keep moving forward, your no pity policy, which is I'm dubbing it, but, uh, all of it, man, like it's inspiring on so many levels. I, 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 I know you're a human being. I know that like, you know, the night's gotta be tough when things are quiet and your brain kind of takes over and all of that stuff. So I can only imagine, you know, what you're going through right now, but, um, but the face you've put on uh, here, the, and it's not fake, right? This is real. This no, is really what you want to do. Like okay. I said, I talked to you, you said, yeah, you, you let us know that there was, there was the possibility of pancreatic cancer. You let us know meeting the Michigan chapter. Um, and then like that day, I remember you saying like, yeah, I got the diagnosis. I'm like, dude, I'll cancel this. You're like, no, I want to do this training for the eMERGE group. He's like, I, you said, I want this normalcy. I want to feel I love talking about this. And man, you wouldn't know it. If you go, anybody who's in immersion, go back and watch that first session that we did, or maybe it was the second session that we did with you. And it's like, you were just, even here in this podcast, man, like you you can see where your passion lies. So um, you're in my prayers, truly. And when I get back to Michigan in, in August, we just actually booked our flights. When I get back to Michigan in August, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful and confident that you're in a place where uh, uh, you know, you can, you can take a visitor. We get into your podcast room and we dig in and see how you're doing at that point. And, you know, this like, wow, you know what? The story is actually changing. Things are getting better. That's my prayer, man. That, you know, that well, I, you're that hail Mary, you know, I'll, I'll believe, I, I'll believe in that and I'll take it. You know, I mean, there's nothing else, but I can, that I can do right. It, but to put that face on and, and, and believe it the best I can. And yeah, there are times, I mean, I think that the nights are hard. Like you said, the nights are the hardest because that's usually when the pain comes, usually the worst. Um, and, 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 and you're not distracted as well. Sometimes the pain's there, but you're distracted. Um, uh, so that's, that's one thing. And then I think, uh, you know, that's when, you know, I, as the weeks have gone on here, maybe it's gotten a little bit easier because at first you start thinking everything. You start thinking like, okay, who's going to take over the vlog? Can Noah do this? Can, can, you know, this, and, and, and how am I going to, you know, do this aquarium? Am I going to do the aquarium? Am I going to walk away from the project? Am I going to, you know, how does this company work? How does that company work? How does this endorsement deal work? How does this, you know, you know, all the, I mean, these millions of ideas are going through your head, just like, and it's not like one at a time. It's like, they're all coming at you, just like flooding you, you know, because, 
you know, you, you never, you know, in your wildest dream thinks that, think that, you know, your mortality is, I mean, we, we all think like, Hey, you might not have tomorrow, but if I don't have tomorrow, it's most likely I'm getting hit by a car. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about like, Hey, guess what? You have 12 to 18 months, you know, know, it's a countdown. It's a different feeling. Like if I got killed tomorrow, it would be done. It'd be over, you know, and, 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 and that'd be certainly more difficult for my family and, 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 and plans moving forward. So this, it's a, it's a unique opportunity. There's good and bad to it, right? The, the good is, is it gives you time to, to fulfill all the things that you do and put yourself into the position where it's the best you possibly can, right? For your family, for your friends. My crew is obviously very important to me. I want to make sure they, they have a stable uh, foundation moving forward. Um, but then uh, the negative is, is that every day, you know, is one less day, you know, and, and, and we all have that, but, but now mine is much shorter and, 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 and most likely not going to last as long as, as most people would think. Um, and then you don't know, it's all the, un, the unknown variables that get in your head too. Like, you know, Hey, does chemo work? Does it not work? What if you have a bad reaction to chemo and, and, you know, that kills you, you know, quicker than you think, you know, I mean, we, we had like just interesting scenario here to bring up. It's like, we have one like potential Hail Mary that, that the surgeon, uh, from Henry Ford, Dr. Kwan gave me and, uh, he said that there is actually one surgeon in the entire country that would take this on if like, let's say six months from now, this tumor had shrunk a bit, maybe 50% or something like that. He said, there's only one surgeon in the entire country that would actually take this surgery on. And he's at the Mayo Clinic. And although I can't get treated out of state, that one thing in your insurance that says, and Dr. Kwan said he would help me through this. He said, the one thing in your insurance says is if you can't get the treatment in state, they have to pay out of state. So mm-hmm. if there's no surgeons in state that would do the surgery, then they would pay for the Mayo Clinic. And he said, he he's you know, would be happy to help with that. Um, the downside is, and this is the really tricky thing that has been on my mind is that, so that could be like six months from now. Right. Um, but this is the problem. He he said about a 2% chance of survival to serve surgery on the table, on the table, 2% survival. Yeah. Right. As in surviving the surgery on the table, waking up, you have a 2% chance of waking up. So do I rob myself of that last six or 12 months? On a chance. Take, take the, 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 the flyer that maybe I get in that 2% and everything works out perfectly. Wow. Uh, it, and I don't know what to, you know, that's a very, you know, cause now I'm making the decision. It could be my last day or I could still have six or 12 months or let's face it. This is the other thing is that what if, what if I'm that miracle? Yeah. You know, what if, and, and do I want to take the flyer on the 2% chance that it could work or do I want to put my faith in the fact that, hey, maybe I'm that miracle, you know, and, and maybe all the prayers that everyone's saying and the positive belief in the mind. Yeah, have you ever done breath work? Yeah, yeah, I have. It's uh, I, it's incredible. Yeah, I just did for the first time. I've, I've messed with it a little bit with like Wim Hof stuff, stuff like that, but I've never really got into it. So I had a, a friend yesterday from Miami and his name was Socrates and uh, he's a breath coach and he took me on a journey yesterday and uh it was crazy how, 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 how good it made me feel. You know what I mean? It's like, it was hard. I mean, like ridiculously hard, you know what I mean? Like, and as a matter of fact, he, he wants to take me on a journey this weekend through via zoom because he's obviously not in town uh, that he said would be twice as hard 
and it would take about an hour and a half. This one was about a half an hour. And he said, this, this journey would take about an hour and a half. And he said, at one point you hold your breath for three and a half minutes. No shit. And, uh, and you know, and, and you hyperventilate yourself for 45 minutes straight. 45 minutes straight, you hyperventilate yourself. No kidding. And, wow. uh, that wasn't the intensity of the breath work I've done. That's intense. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. But, but he said that that's like how you get to a, another level of like emotional, like whatever. Okay. And I will say that, you know, it was, it was a great experience that I had yesterday, but, uh, but so, like I said, through all these, these holistic things I'm doing, you know, juicing, turmeric shots, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the list goes on and on, you know, the way I'm eating the oxygenation with ozone um, and traditional treatment. Who's to say that I'm not that miracle? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like who's yeah. to say it? And I don't know that after six months, I want to throw in the towel and say, I'm going to take this flyer on this, this chance. Now, the good news is, is I'm, if I'm that 2%, I probably beat it. Yeah. You know, I probably win, you know, but, but it's probably got to be quality of life at that point, I would guess has to factor in like, you know, are you in constant pain? Are you there? And it's like, yeah, okay. The tumor's shrunk, but I feel like shit. I can't, I, you know, like this isn't living or um, if you're, if the tumor shrunk, there's a good chance you're actually feeling pretty good. So yeah. Do you take that shot, man? Yeah. Those are just, I, I, I'm saying this to you and looking at you and just thinking like the kinds of things that you need to think about, man, like I, I I'm not going to pity you again out of, out of respect for you, but it does. It hurts my heart to think about what you have to, what you, the things you have to consider. And, and it, it, for anyone, me, anyone listening, like the perspective, the perspective is insane. And I guess that kind of was the question I was going to ask. You said it a moment ago, you see these, you know, motivational reels, you never guaranteed another day, you know, be present. The future is what stresses you out. The past is what makes you depressed, all that stuff, be present, all that is there anything in particular that you're facing it? Is there yeah. any of these lessons, like knowing what you know now, going through what you're going through now, or any of them like particularly landing for you? Or maybe not. I'm just curious if anything yeah. is like, like, man, this is what's hitting me. No, it's really interesting. You know, there's no doubt that the day that I learned what was going on, and, and probably even more so the day that I learned it was inoperable uh, and, 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 and my diagnosis didn't look so good. Um you do change your perspective on life a lot. A lot of things that mattered before don't matter so much anymore. I, I've told the story, like I love financial stuff. Like I, I really am into it. Like I watch, you know, CNBC. I, I used to watch CNBC almost every morning. I, I was really, I'm into, you know, watching where, where's the real estate market going to actually go? You know what I mean? Like what's going to happen? It was going to be a fallout. Is it going to be like 2008? Are there going to be opportunities? Blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden those things don't matter anymore at all. Crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't, I, I found myself, I put on CNBC a couple of days ago and I just didn't care. I just didn't care, you know, because I'm like, okay, I can buy meta at $98 when it was at its bottom and it could go up to $200 and double your money. And, 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 and you know, my thing, like when, you know, as a matter of fact, my son bought meta, he bought a few thousand dollars worth of meta at like 98 bucks. And, uh, and, and now I think it, call them back down to like the one seventies or something. But at one point it went up to $200 pretty quick. And I told him, I said, I would buy meta because 10 years from now, if the metaverse or web three actually is a thing, which, which I think it will be, it will. Uh, they're probably going to be one of the leaders or they're going to be really heavy because they've invested so much money. I mean, you know, uh, Zuckerberg is, is investing a billion plus dollars a year into development of meta. And so like, if they are, you know, that's, it's like, 
you know, I think that that stock can go from $200 to $2,000 in the next 10 years, if they are the leader in the metaverse, right? Sure. But, yeah. but now all of a sudden I look and I go, why does 10 years matter to me? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, why, why would I want to invest in something that's going to be 10 years from now? Because I'm not going to be here. You know, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Or, or there's a good chance I'm not going to be here. So that changes your perspective a lot. I think the interesting thing for me, I think that might surprise people is like, you know, we're all going to have regrets in life. I think at the, when you're at your, your dying breath, you're going to look back and, and wish you hadn't done something or wish you had done something or something like that. But I don't have nearly the regrets that I thought I would have in this situation I'm having. And I think that helps me a lot. The fact that I've lived my life is the way I've wanted to, you know what I mean? I've done amazing things. I've traveled the world. I've had amazing experiences. I have amazing friends. I have amazing family. I've been able to do things that most people can't even dream of. And so I don't look back and like, I, I think, I think when you, your mortality is is shown to you, that's the first thing that happens is you start to go, I wish I would have, I wish I would have. And there, I don't have a lot of that, you know, I have a little bit of it, but not a lot of it, right. Because I've done so much. I think that, you know, I wish I would have had time to, to, travel a little more with my wife, you know, she, she, to see some of the places like some, we've had some amazing experiences, you know, in China and, and Asia and, 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 and Italy and, and, you know, Mexico and, and she's come to Australia with me and, you know, we've traveled all over the country, you know, I mean, I've seen almost every state in the country. I think that's another thing I just thought of. I didn't even thought about that. I had a, uh, uh, one state to go, which was Alaska you know, and, and that would all 50 states. Uh, and I wonder if I'll ever, you know, it, it, you know, and if, if things go well and I do have those, those breaks where I'm feeling, you know, normalish, maybe I'll jump on a plane and hit Alaska before. Could you, could you go tomorrow? Uh, I could, if I wanted to, I probably just don't want to right now. You know, right. I, I, I want to, you know, although we're going to take a couple days off tomorrow. Well, we're, I'm working tomorrow morning, but then taking the afternoon and Thursday off. Uh, and then Friday, Saturday, we're going to go spend time with the family. Uh, that's more important to me right now than, than that bucket Makes list and, you know, thing. Sure. And then next week I want to be mentally good to, 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 to go down that list of the rest of my friends that could potentially donate to this aquarium. And I want to be mentally as good as I can. I really don't want to be chemo brained out doing that, you know? So uh, that's another reason why I kind of push some things off is I want to get things in a position where it's like, Hey, we're starting to see movement. We're starting to see things move forward. And, and if we can start to see that number go from, you know, you know, 87,000 or whatever, I guess $77,000 raised so far, if we can see that number go to a million, million, five million, eight yeah. Yeah. in a relatively short period of time, um, it, 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 that'll, that'll take a lot of the, the pressure off for sure. You know? So, uh, um, what, um, I'm curious when you think about, you said you would have traveled more if you knew what you knew. And I was going to ask you the question, if you could, if you could flash back five years and be told that this was what was going to be right. Like if you're 40, you're 53, so 48 and so, and somehow you now went back to 48 year old you and said, Hey man, just so you know, 53, uh, might be the end, you know, we'll see, you know, but 53, 54 might be the end for you. Um, what, what would you do differently? Is it travel more with the wife or is there something different that strikes yeah, think, you when I ask I that so. question? I think, I think so. I think that bringing Lori along on every adventure would have been. What prevented you from doing that? She just, she didn't want to come to some stuff. 
you know, like, you know, like, as a matter of fact, we were supposed to be in Africa in two weeks and I was supposed to just be in Australia. I would have just been getting back from Australia uh, within the last couple of days. Uh, I had a speaking engagement in, uh, in, in Victoria, Melbourne, and um, obviously I had to cancel it because of the diagnosis and then canceled the Africa trip as well. So Lori was coming to me. She had been with me to Australia before, but she'd never come to Africa and she never really wanted to go to Africa, but then we, I talked her into it and she was kind of looking forward to that, you know? And uh, so that's still on the list of bucket list. If, if we can pull that off, before the end, I'm going to try to pull that off if possible, if I can go to Africa with her. Um, but there's a lot of other places too. Like we, we always talked about Egypt, obviously Africa, but, but, you know, which is, Egypt is in Africa, but, but Northeast. Um, but we'd never, I've never been to Egypt. She'd never been to Egypt. Uh, we loved the Mediterranean, but we hadn't been to Greece, you know? So, so there's things like that, that, you know, um, I wish, if I knew five years ago, I would have made all those things happen. We thought we'd have, you know, and again, we're kind of entering into that, that, that period of life that is the sweet spot of life. Right. You know what I mean? Like finances were going well, we have this great, you know, again, if I had to take a $2.5 million debt, it, you know, it, but I was alive and healthy, I knew I was going to repay that debt. I, I wouldn't have been concerned because I would have figured it out. Uh, again, I don't want to put the burden on my wife now with that, but, um, but <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think that over the next five years, we would have done all the things that we were saying we we're going to do. I mean, as a matter of fact, just even just before the diagnosis, about a week before the diagnosis, I told Lori that after the aquarium was built next year, you know, that should be done by the end of the year. Even now, if we, we, we postpone, we still should be able to get done by the end of the year. Uh, I told her I, I wanted to start taking a month off a year and picking one region and spending an entire month in that region. Uh, and, 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 you know, we're, we're going to do Greece first was, was like the first, you know, Greece, Turkey, you know, the whole, that area, that's what, what we're, what's going to be our first place we're going to go. And I wanted to do that, you know, just every year we take one month and we just go and, uh, and, and obviously now that's not going to be able to happen, but, or most likely will not be able to be happening. But, uh, but I want to, um, you know, I've told, again, my, my, my son came to me and said that his idea for the vlog moving forward is obviously still what's going on here at the Reptarium, hopefully the aquarium, if it gets done, um, and, and it will, um, you know, but also like him traveling and, 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 and doing the things that I've like, almost like doing the things that I've done in the past, yeah. but like him learning. And, and, and I said, you know, take your mom with you. You know, what I mean, you and your mom go on that those trips to Africa and in in the in the Philippines and Indonesia and, and and wherever else you go, and you guys go together and you do that. You know, you can vlog that and 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 you can do these cool animal adventures as more of a, a student than than an expert, right? You know, like teach me about black mambas as opposed to me going and catching black mambas, and um, and I think that that'll be can be could could be compelling footage that people would really like to watch. Mm -hmm. And I think it'd be a great thing for them to have that experience and that adventure in their life. And um, so, so yeah. Uh, other than that, I, I hope that I, I will never look back and really regret much. You know what I mean? Well, I was going to ask you in six months or nine months, you know, treatment has gone well and you've got some time and everything like that. Is there anything that that person six, nine months from now comes back and tells you, like if you were to flash forward and look at six month version of you having gone through treatment, but you know, you're having good weeks, you know, some bad times for treatment, but good weeks overall, you've got stamina, you can do, is there anything that you anticipate if you were to meet six months from you now, what that person would tell you? 
I think it, I think at that point, you know, uh, it's going to just be about like uh, moment collecting, right? Yeah. You know, like collecting moments. Um, and I think that that's what that person will, would have told me six months from now. And I'm trying to tell myself that now is mm-hmm. right. You know, collect moments as much as you can, not just for me, because I don't know what happens next exactly, but, but more so for the people around me, you know, like be a part of moments and be a part of everything we could possibly do to try to make, um, make these memories last forever, you know? And, and it's an interesting, the, the interesting thing is, is that, uh, you know, I, I have so much footage of myself that my family will always, I always say like the vlog to me was also a personal diary, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so, uh, you know, it's, it is a video log, right. I mean, it's logging your life and, and, and my grandchildren and, 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 and even Lori or whoever wants to can always go back and watch thousands and thousands of videos that we have out. Uh, and, and maybe I won't feel quite as far away. Most people don't have that. They have pictures. They might have a few home videos or you know, some videos on their phone or something like that. But, but, you know, I have, you know, everything that's significant. I mean, like the day we met our grandchild, our first grandchild, I vlogged it, you know, mm-hmm. and, so you can go back and watch, you know, they can watch me, you know, meeting my grandson and, um, then hell I vlogged the day I got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Yeah. You know? yeah. I was just so, going to say there, it's something, it's funny how, you know, like you said, you're, you're the timing of your life, like the snake sales piece came in around the time that you were starting, you were at the age that you could and learned about it. And you were at the, at the forefront of that. And then yeah, social media seems to be the medium that, uh, that um, allows for you to share the passion you have for life, for your animals, for your family, for everything, right? That's how I feel about it as well on a much, much smaller scale than you at this point, but uh, is, yeah, like people are like, oh, it's just, you know, showing off like, no, nah, it's just fun to share. It's just fun to share, you know, the experiences of life. And you've done that so humbly, authentically, and you could see it. I mean, the 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 metric is the following you have, the amount of people that watch, you know, the, the hours people watch of you doing what you love doing, whether it's meeting your grandchild or handling a friggin' white python that's about to strangle you to death or whatever it might be. Um, it's cool to see, man. It really is. It's uh it's uh I, you know, again, I'm so pulling for you. I, I, you know, I, again, I, my, my, my anticipation is to be able to meet you in person when I, once I get back up there in in August and you're, you're of a uh, sound mind and body that we can do that. And, you know, the news is great and you're, you're prolonged and you're going to have, I mean, I, I told you, there's a guy up in Michigan whose father lived seven years with a similar diagnosis, right? So, you know, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, it could, it you know. can happen, man. I mean, you know, just because they, they say a number doesn't mean it's like, you know, I'm not a number, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm beyond that. And, and, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but I think it's about, like you said, you know, it's, it's legacy. It's inspiring people. You know, I always said that, you know, yes, I did animals because that's what I love and that's my passion, but it is much, the message is much about loving animals and that there was also just as important message, which was inspire people to follow what they love. You know, that was my, that was bigger to me. That was always the underlying message of my vlog and everything I did was to do, don't do what you hate. You know what I mean? Don't, don't spend 40 years of your life doing something you're miserable doing. Or you know even I mean? like, no, like I yeah. say that, like, like isn't enough. Like you love, yeah. love, 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 love. And you can see the results yeah. of it, right? You know, you, you love what you do. You don't just like what you do. 
you love what you do and that's yeah. inspiring to me so go ahead i'm sorry and that and that's when I, that if you do that when you are faced with your mortality you won't have the regrets that most people have right yeah. you know most people you know gosh i wish i wouldn't have worked at you know the big 3 for 40 years cuz i wasted my life you know and now now i haven't achieved much you know or something like that it's like i didn't do that you know, I didn't, I, I, I lived strong. I lived hard. I, I did the things I wanted to do, even stepped out of, you know, one of my friends once told me, he said, uh, he said, you know, when people say step out of your comfort zone, he said, I think that Brian lives 99% of his life out of his comfort zone. Uh, you know, cause he knew me well and, 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 uh, he knew that I was always doing things that were very uncomfortable for me. You know, it's sure. like, you know, you know, become, be, become comfortable with the uncomfortable, you know, and, and, and do the things that you're afraid to do. Um, because that's where you start to live, you know, and, and I've lived good, man. I've lived good and, and I'm not done. I'm not giving up. I'm not, I, I'm not, uh, any of that. I'm just saying that, um, uh, I'm blessed because, uh, if this does end in a year, year and a half, four years, whatever it is, um, and hopefully it is three, four years, um, that would be great to have a few more, you know, two, two, three more Christmases in me, you know, that'd be fantastic, especially if the quality of life is, is good. But, uh, um, I really do think that I'll leave feeling like, like I did what I wanted to do in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I said, my last kind of hurrah is this legacy project, the legacy aquarium. And, and after that, then it'll just be, then we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll, maybe if, if I'm in good sound mind and, 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 and healthy enough, maybe there will be another project. Maybe there'll be the next thing, you know, that, that we want to do that, that, you know, but I don't know. I, I'm not hundred percent sure yet. You know, I, I mean, I can only focus on, you know, putting all of my affairs in order and yeah. doing everything I can do to get my family in a position where they won't have to worry. And, and also that they can be proud of something that like, I mean, it is crazy, Jamie, you know, like, like I, I go out to dinner, you know, I don't go out very much anymore, but when I used to go out to dinner or go out somewhere, it like more people recognize me from the reptarium than they did YouTube. And, um, and, and, and it, it just be like people everywhere, like, or, or I'd have a reptarium shirt on, which I don't wear very often. And people be like, Oh my God, I heard about that place. That's amazing. And I'd be like, yeah, well, yeah, I own it. And they're like, what you own it? Oh my, it's so crazy how viral it is. You know, like, like, yeah. as a matter of fact, like, you know, there's a radio station here locally called 95, five, Last week they were talking about the Reptarium. You know, one of the DJs brought their daughter in, and uh, and and they saw Ben and Jerry, the two-headed snake, and now she wants a pet snake. You know, and they were talking on ninety-five-five. You know, about like how cool this place was, and and it's like that's that is a legacy to me that lives on forever, and my family can be proud of, and 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 like I said, we're doing it here with reptiles. Right, you know, right. I mean, you put you know, mammals, because we, we're going to have some mammals as well. We, we already have a sloth and an armadillo. We'll, we'll get a couple more. We'll keep the sloth where he's at now, but we'll get a couple more sloths. We'll get, you know, bring the armadillo over to the new place. And then we're going to get what's called a tamadua, which is a like a small anteater that are so cute. And then we're talking about maybe small cloud otters possibly. Um, so we'll have some mammals, we'll have the reptiles, and then we'll have all these amazing fish and beautiful exhibits. And, and, uh, and, and, and I know it's going to be 
it's going to be so popular. And, and I, I, you know, as, as much as, um, I know I've got a, a shit road ahead of me, you know, uh, you know, I, I know I'll be standing in that place on opening day and seeing the, the, the droves of people coming through and it's going to be a special moment. Like I said, probably if I had a scary thing thought in my mind, like I mentioned earlier today is what happens day two, you know, that that's maybe the scarier thought, you know what I mean? When, when I achieve that goal and that goal is put to rest, then can I transfer all, I guess, I guess if I were going to say what I, I would love to happen is that I would love to be healthy enough and have a quality of life, fulfill this legacy aquarium, um, and then feel good enough to spend the last months 100% focus on family, yeah. you know, knowing that my family's good, knowing that they're safe, you know, no, that's not, I'm, that's not my problem anymore. I've, I've left what they need to, 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 to be okay forever. Mm-hmm. Now can I just go, now it's just us, however long that is, you know, whether we travel, whether we just stay together, whether whatever happens. And, and, and I, I think that that might be enough. I really do. I think that might be enough. You know, I think at that point I could say, Maybe that's the six month Brian, right? You know, maybe that's the six month Brian that says, "Okay, Brian, you did it. You 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 achieved that final goal. Now it's time for you to just just rest and and be with your family and 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 however long that is, create those last memories, whether it's six months or, or a year or, or, or three years. Um, I think that I'll rest easier when I know my family's okay. Mm-hmm. Not that they wouldn't be okay now." I get you though, but but not the okay that I want, yeah. right? You know, yeah. so. you're looking at you're looking at this as the the stamp, right? The thing that yeah. secures them forever. And um, I'm I'm oh God, hundred percent behind you, man. A thousand percent as much as I can be in any way, shape, or form. And like I said, anything you need along the way, you know, never hesitate. So, man, I appreciate you pouring your heart out. I mean, this is I, I can't imagine I can't imagine being in your shoes and giving so much. I mean, you just this this whole interview has been so much fun for me to learn more about you. But at the same time, there's that that looming feeling that you have to deal with after we after we hang up on this and and go through the day. And I mean, I, I just I'm blown away by how much you are still like driving and pushing forward, and your spirit is so infectious. And I, I don't know, I could go on for a while with that. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I appreciate it, dude. And and this this is you know, like I said, you know. The help that that you know you and Matt King and all of GoBundance is giving me is uh, you got to remember like it's it's not like you know I hate begging for money I don't want to beg for money but you, every person that helps is 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 fulfilling my dream yeah. and without that without you guys without GoBundance I don't know you know I, I have other ways to raise money but I don't know that I get there. You know what I mean? I don't know that I get there uh, without abundance, and, and I'm, I'll be forever thankful um, for my buddy that turned me on to abundance and, and got me in. Um, and, 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 you know, if, if this, if this helps get that dream, it's going to be something that I'll never, ever be able to, to, to thank people enough for, you know? And um and uh, I know that I know that you've said you'll help. I know Matt King's 100% behind, and and I hope everyone else that's listening will will not think I'm begging because I'm not, uh, and, and just think in their in their kindness of their heart. If they were in my position, 
Cause I know if I was in their position, I would help, you know, I, I would, I wouldn't even think twice about helping as much as I can. And, um, so I just appreciate it, man. I appreciate everything. I appreciate this platform. I appreciate your, your time. We became friends before this. Uh, and, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing and I'm very grateful. That's all. That's all I have to say. So I'm going to offer up if anybody was is listening and saying, Hey, I, you know, I want to donate. We're setting up our system and everything like that. I want to help. I want to contribute. You know, you can easily email me, Jamie at jamiegruber.com. Uh, and I'll be happy to, to connect connect whatever system we need to, 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 in order to funnel donations directly to you on your end. Do you have anything set up that you want folks to, to go to? I know you're going to be going through treatment and everything. So not that they would reach directly out to you, but is there anything on your end uh, that's easiest for folks if they're looking to donate as we set up our systems through GoBundance? I, I don't think so. I think GoBundance is the best way because you know, although we might do a GoFundMe, we, we were you know talking about it. Um, it's still probably better to keep it separate you know, for now and, Take and, a chunk. and, and, Go and we don't even, chunk. and we don't even know, you know, what we're going to do yet, you know? So, um, yeah. but, uh, but no, so that's, that's it, you know, but I, 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 you know, forever, you know, if anyone, if this touched your heart and, and it's on your heart to say, Hey, I want to help Brian, however big or small, you know, I mean, I know there's some people in GoBundance that have huge money that, you know, a million dollars isn't a, isn't a big deal to them. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. It's like, I'm not saying that someone's going to do that. I'm just saying if someone's got it on their heart and they want to do it, I just can't express my gratitude enough to you that, you know, that's, that's my final message is just like my gratitude to you, to, to Matt, to every member, to every person that is going to donate. Um, you're, you're making, you know, my legacy actually around it. And then I hope and pray that every person that donates comes and sees that legacy, you know what I mean? Make it yeah. a bucket list to come see it in person and see what you helped achieve. Um, and, and obviously, you know, <laughs> with any, you know, donations, it's, you know, no one's paying to get in, you know, it's a lifelong, you know, membership of, of the place and, and, you know, come as often as you want. And, um, but it'll be, uh, you know, I hope that everyone will be able to, and you guys will see it on video. You know, that's the other beautiful thing, right? It's like, no matter whether I'm there or not, we're going to be filming it every day. You know, mm -hmm. that helps because it'll take some pressure off of Noah and the crew when I'm maybe out of pocket, but my film crew can be filming what's going on on the build. You know, it makes a more compelling story and, and um, it, it takes a little bit of, as a matter of fact, I was actually looking forward to like how easy filming was going to be for six or eight months. Cause I was like, gosh, I don't have to come up with an idea. It's there. It's like every day something new is going to happen at the aquarium. And so anyone that donates is going to be able to actually see day to day how, how it changes, which is going to be pretty cool. I love it, man. YouTube.com slash at Brian Barsick. That's B-A-R-C-Z-Y-K. Follow his story. He's he's I mean, he's committed to posting. He's he's absolutely in love with what he does and he puts a ton of con content out there. And for anyone again that's not in GoBundance or in GoBundance or whatever, if you're like, hey, I heard it. I want to, I want to help out. Just email Jamie at jamiegruber.com. Uh, me or my assistant will absolutely make sure we consolidate that and figure out the best way for you to help out and contribute to this incredible cause and this incredible man and somebody who's been, I don't know, inspiring, giving gracious with, with so much in the short time I've known him, you know, but there's a lifetime worth of value that he's provided to so many people out there. And, uh, I'm looking forward to a lifetime more, my friend. I, I like I said, I, I look forward to seeing you in August and, um, uh, and for a long time after that. So I'm, I'm pulling for you for sure.
Well, thanks, man. And I appreciate the time. We had a good time. This will be something I'll remember for sure. So, um, and then just, yeah, keep me posted and anything I can do, I'll be here for you, man. hundred percent. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, man. Be good. 